Oh, hey, man. What's up? <laughs> Not shit, dude. What about you? You know what? I'm missing Dan. I got to tell you. I miss Dan, too, but I, he kind of got himself into this. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you and I have talked about it before. You and I have like a Kramer and George relationship. It's mm-hmm. weird when, when Dan's not not here to kind of bind us. Yeah, he's he's the glue that holds this together. You're also the glue that holds this. I, I'm really, I would leave in a heartbeat if I could. That's true. That's true. I The thing with Dan is we would still have to do something regularly, whether it was a podcast or not. Like, Yeah. I don't know. For sure. Which is why you and I are, are interrupting the beginning of this episode to discuss. Mm-hmm. Because we've we've talked about the podcast ending, and what if that's what it was? What a brutal way to do that to to our listener. I don't know. We could just be like, "Hey, you're listening to Iron Man three. <laughs> this is where we call it quits." This, yep. We we've worked. Yep. This is as modern as we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Cinema's perfected. Yeah, it was Iron we, Man. We've 3. reached the heights. Mm-hmm. It feels like we recorded this episode six months ago. By the way, I can't remember a single thing that that these people are about to hear. No, I have. <laughs> as soon as we hit stop recording, I forget everything that we've done. And I did the plot on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, but for real, that uh, we're just cutting in here. You will get, you're going to get a a cold open. You're going to get a classic cold open. That I can recall as being good. But uh, we're going to take. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's good. Be be confident. Yeah. We tell them that it's going to be good. And then if they don't think it is, it's on them. Yeah. I like that. Okay. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a week off. So originally we hit, it's like hit. we don't suck at cold opens. You suck at listening to the podcast. Yes, thank you for putting it an even more direct way. It's like how people don't read books anymore because everyone's gotten too stupid. It's like you can't hang with the cold open. That's on you. You know we're not dumbing down the show for you. Uh, so as as you know, I'm pretty addicted to Baldur's Gate three right now. Mm-hmm wife came through the other day and I said, uh, listen, it's more than just a game. Okay. I'm having an a honest relationship with this girl. Okay. And she just, she basically just turned her back on her religion and is now going this other religion. And I'm on this journey with her. I'm invested. Big deal. Blah, blah, blah. And she goes, mm-hmm. that's sweet. Says, Cause you don't really read. <laughs> And uh, I said, you know what? I just saw a clip with Kurt Vonnegut talking about the novel used to be the the art form for the people in the north in the winter months when there was nothing to do, you would read a novel. But that's not the case anymore. TV is it's okay. Movies are okay. But video games are incredible. There's all these other things. You don't need to read. I guess. I mean, it's good to read. You don't even have to watch movies anymore. We walk you through the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just tell it to you. Yeah. You fucking dum-dums. Somebody else does all the work writing, producing, getting these movies out, and then we just do piss and jizz jokes over them for two and a half hours. The studios eat that shit up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's free advertising. Yeah. There's going to be an Iron Iron Man 3 spike. Yeah, and if if any movie if any movie needs it, it's Iron Man 3. Mhm. <laughs> All right, but uh for real, at the end of this episode in the after showers, we talk a little bit about uh upcoming episodes you're going to get. I think Kron, I think you reveal what the next uh, category is. It's a big one. It's a big one. But what we did want to do, we wanted to come in here real quick. Hey, life happens, but we're going to take a week off. So first week of January, no new episodes, but we will be back January 10th. Phantasm 3, the box set continues. You said you've only started it. You haven't finished it. Well, I've seen it once. I've seen it at least once before. Oh, okay. I all those home alone hijinks came back as soon as I hit play, dude. <laughs> Little clown boy. <laughs> yeah. He's out there goofing about. It's fucking weird, man. Mm-hmm. Like, how does Phantasm get weirder? It becomes hold, home alone. <laughs> yeah, hold my beer, said the Don. Uh the other thing too is it would have been great for us to maybe put this out on uh a previous episode, but you and I will be going on to the, the best little whorehouse in Philly's big live stream event. Uh, we're going to try to figure out how to purposely lose uh, in trivia in the first round so we don't have to come back. Well, I already so. know. I mean, I'm just hitting black roses every guess. I don't know what your strategy is, but I don't know. You know what I've been worried about? I've been worried about where I'm going to be when I do it. Because I want to be distracted, like I want ex- ex- like I want an excuse to lose, mm-hmm. so I don't like my ego isn't hit. So I have something to say, like, "Well, I lost." Because blah blah blah. You could put like a movie on in the background, I guess, and just watch that. I could do that thing where I don't turn. Uh, I just fucking cycle the actual live stream through my audio. Mm-hmm. And George has yeah, to so just so you always like. Like three seconds behind. Yeah, George has to yell like, "Turn off, turn down your radio." Mm-hmm. What? What? Oh, I should just get DQ'd, man. That's the baller move. Yeah, you could uh, show your genitals on the <laughs> live stream. Oh, it's Twitch, so I can wear like a bikini and push my my titties up. Yeah, but if you show your genitals, they have to boot you, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the AI, how embarrassing if like you had genitals that didn't trigger the system. <laughs> it's it's yeah. nothing that the AI has seen before. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I guess we're going to allow it. <laughs> yeah, it's I, not supposed to look that way. So <laughs> for science, we'll let it through. All right. Well. This already went uh, three times as long as it was supposed to, because that ultimately we just wanted to say, hey, uh, thanks for listening. It's been a great year for the show. We've had pretty good growth. Uh, if you come into the Discord and hang out with us, we greatly appreciate it. If Dan was here, he would say, you know, give us a review, give us a like. You know, it doesn't even have to be a five star. We're very uh, just. I just like tracking how many people rate. One stars make us laugh. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about you on the podcast. Yeah. A one star makes you laugh. A two star is like, 
that's ju- that's true judgment. Yeah, they felt it. Yeah. <laughs> they actually listened all the way through and and then determined they didn't yeah. like what a, they heard. A, a two is clinical. A one <laughs> is like visceral, you know, you kind of you, you get it. All right. Uh, but again, thanks for a great year. Hope everybody had a, a good holiday. Hope the because this is still the holiday season. Hopefully, you have a, a nice New Year's. Falls on a yeah. fucking Monday, so people still got to go to work. Yeah, seeing uh, old Lang Syne and eat a can of black eyed peas, I guess. Mm-hmm. And of course, you went to go see Ferrari with your family. Okay, we're man's men here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me particularly. Only you. Yeah. Famously. Famously. And, and speaking of man, why don't we let these people listen to Iron Man 3? Crash and burn. <laughs> Crash and burn. You're not, you're not wearing gloves? Me? Yeah. Why would I? Well, you're doing the X-rated stuff. You're doing the returns on them. You know it. You know you don't got any sick leave left, right? Yeah, I think it's all right, though. I mean, I sprayed a bunch of, like, Purell and shit on the counter. Are you, are you sure that's Purell? Uh, it's in a big tub labeled clean in the closet. You're saying it's looking a little cloudy. Looking a little cloudy over there. Oh, shit. You think one of these freaks busted in the the cleaning supplies? God damn it! I don't know what he's doing. He's been back there all morning, dude. What? I thought he wasn't coming in until this Uh, afternoon. He was here before I got here, so. What's he doing? I don't know. He's in the porn room. I don't like going back there. That's why I was wondering why you were doing the returns, you weirdo. Working today? What's wrong with you? Shit comes in, dude. You gotta scan it. I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to do that. Stop it. Fuck. What What is your... What is your deal? What are you doing? Fuck. Fuck. What? Hey, what's up? What... What's going on back there? You're scaring customers away. Uh, I, I'm I'm solving the customer problem is what I'm doing. I'm trying to keep customers happy. Do you understand? Uh, yelling profanities in the porn room is not cool, dude. I'm trying to fix the fucking Sibian, okay? I know for the last two years you guys have just completely ignored the porn room, but I've taken that on as a responsibility and I've... I'm keeping us in money. Do you understand? I don't want to take a line out of Dan's book, but, uh, dude, you should be wearing gloves. I, that is true. Listen, I'm simply overseeing the operation. That is a is a sound insight because it's fucking gross back there. You okay? might want a respirator as well if well, you're back in. You, what I was going to say, though, is I'm not the one actually doing it. I'm keyed into MoviePot. Movie bot is is, and that's what's making it so goddamn difficult. Oh, where did you where did you find Movie Bot at? Because I Master specifically Bones. hid him. Master Bones. Oh, 
Movie bots here. More directive needed. Down. Shut them down, dude. We got in so much trouble last time. He's stabbing customers and shit. I thought it was fine. But that's why nope. I keep him. That's why I keep him in the porn room. Because if there's like a line at the Sibian, you just throw a fucking dildo, and that stabbing motion becomes. It's a secondary Sibian. Whoa. When did we get Look a at him Sibian? go. Movie bot. Sibian mode. I think canonically we've had one for a while. We just never have. We've forgotten about it for a good, old, good long time. Movie bot. Quit making the noise. Stop making the noise. Stop making the dildo on it and don't put a sharp object. Did you put the psycho music on him? I don't know if that's. People aren't going to like that. Telling well, you that was from he, the last time. Well, he'll do psycho motion if chick is like, you know, face down, ass up. Uh-huh. Okay, but ser- it's tough, man. You guys haven't been here when these BBWs come in. If they can't get their Sibian, it's fucking tough. They ain't got no other way. Get off. You, you watch a lot of stuff on the internet, huh? I'm in the fucking. Por- I'm. I, you walk in the porn room, a. And then it starts a little bit of corn, and that's where B is, so it's BB, and there's a whole wall of BBWs. But, sure. And guess, you guys want to guess who's fucking coming in here and pushing me up into the corner, and they got fucking crumbs and shit all over them? And then they're like, what? why isn't the Sibian fixed? It's fucking BBWs, okay? <laughs> the little little uh, nerdy porn dudes that come in here, if the Sibian ain't working, they don't address it. They're too fucking embarrassed. Okay, but I know I can see the fucking walk of shame when they leave. If you've reassigned MovieBot to this, uh, you know, repair task, then who's been working these dildos? That's a good question, Kron. There's no dildoing right now. Okay, you're trying (laughs) to set me up. Just Uh, just the way you were doing that stabbing motion made me. Led me to believe that someone is filling the role. Movie bot has two arms. You better be reporting. That show your, your show your motion. Your taxes, movie bot. I'll just say that. Activating. <laughs> See now he's doing the. Hey. hey. Now he's doing the psycho motion. Hey, dildo did. <laughs> Get off of me! It's man. fucked up, dude. It's not. Get it away from my face. Movie bot. He's not asking for it. You, no, you do not have I consent. Just, I just look that good. Jeez. You can tell the ones that really do want it. Damn. Jesus. Fuck. Okay. I'm telling you. I shut him down and hit him for a reason. You should have put him behind uh, the John Holmes mm-hmm. cardboard cutout. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Or rather, you, you're supposed to lay the John Holmes one on his back. That gives you the... <laughs> The most to hide behind. Talking about scaring customers. Jesus. Are you going to help? I mean, you came back. I, you're, I don't want anything no, to do I don't do like being back here at okay, all. Okay, I'm ever. But I, I, I've been up for three fucking days. I have zero rage left. All right? Like, I, I just you want call the- call a repair guy. I, I just, mean, what, the fucking Maytag guy is going to come in here? Huh? Yeah. No. No, people no. don't want to deal we, with this, dude. Yeah. Just look around you. There's a guy out there that what wants would, to fix that. What thing. would honestly help me out? Go down to Home Depot, get some Ryobi sawzaws. All right, there's a bunch of Code Red bottles 
from when Tough Teen was here. Thrown over in the corner. We're going to throw those bad boys on the end of some Ryobis. And the three of us, we're just going to, we're going to have to deal. And we're going to have to fucking Dudley boys some BBWs in the new year. I mean, I guess. Hey, put. If we do it all together. If we do it all together. Listen, a problem shared is a problem halved. Now let's do that that three ways. Music on, on repeat. I think I'm ready. I'm gonna have to wear some gloves. Drop a beat to that. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, movie bot, go clean up our mess. Affirmative. I love that robot, dude. We gotta get him back up front. He has to go. He has to go. Fucking loves Creed. All day, all goddamn day back there, he's playing Creed. I think we all love Creed. I know, but it's fucking (laughs) awesome, right? Like, because, like, you tie in, like, with a neural network and shit. Mm -hmm. Fuck, you should plug in. It's just like, and and then you're just, I'm zoning out. That's why I've been up for 72 hours. I haven't really actually done anything. I've been listening to Creed. But for real, uh, let me just. You know what? We'll just call in an order. Same day delivery for some uh, Ryobi saw saws. Probably take, I don't know, two hours, 20 minutes. So let's get a I little mean, robo I inspiration. I have no clue what that means. What? Two two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, okay. It's going to be about two black roses. Okay. <laughs> you got them. This him. week on Five Day Rentals, Iron Man 3. You are listening to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast. Each week, one of us takes a crack at picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category, and it is time to finish up. That's not healthy. My name is Bones. I have brought us Iron Man 3, the cream of the crop. I'm joined, as always, by my war machine and my pepper pots. It's Iron Dan and Chiron... Man, how are you, dudes? Hey, Chiron, man, happy to be here. Uh, always glad when the three of us can get together and talk about a little underseen gym like Marvel's Iron Man 3. Yeah, never heard of it. Howdy, Iron Dan here. It's fitting. Laundry, you do laundry with an iron, it's right there, dude. I think you iron, do the ironing after Iron the Dan. Iron Dan. It's part of it, though. I am Iron Dan. Hell yeah. I would say between uh, my selection of this and Mad Max Fury Road, I think these two movies combined have probably grossed more box office than the remaining totality of 
five-day rentals, right? Yeah. Do you want me to tell you what the box office is of this movie? Yeah, let's see it. Billion dollars? It's over a billion. Fuck yeah. No. It's too too much. You think that's too much right out the gate? That's way too much. I think this is a good example for why uh, we don't get good movies anymore. (laughs) Because this made a billion dollars. This made a billion because of Avengers. That was the only reason I made a billion. Or does everybody had to find out? Or does it solidify that he is the most popular of the Avengers? I mean, this was the first thing after Avengers, right? uh, Yeah, I believe so. I I think so. It gets a little gets a little cloudy between uh, first Avengers and Endgame. Where were you going, Dan? I said I think this is the realization of after Avengers, like, oh, this is a thing. Like, this is going to be a whole, like, a ton of movies coming. Yeah, we can get one storyline. 80 more movies out of this. I'm talking about for, like, general public, I guess. A general audience. Because, of course, you knew this was coming if you were into comic books and shit like that. Yeah. Like, this is where the kids got involved. Like, the parents I, and shit, they had to take them to every fucking I movie. I don't know if just, like, adult people by themselves... I mean, I think, like, kids were a driving factor since Marvel hit the scene. Yeah. I but really, it's 35 now. I think it was designed to snowball. So the guys... So the people that were 15 when Avengers came out... When they're 25, when they're 35, they'll keep going and then they'll bring their kids like and what they're finding is that now new generation does not give a shit and older generation can't be bothered. Hell yeah, dude. I'm plugged in with this Gen Z <laughs> group, dude. I'm hip. Too much to keep track of. It, it really is. There's too much Marvel at this point. They've oversaturated their own market. But that's where Iron Man 4 comes in. That'd be the beginning of the new... Here we go again. Yeah, we'll see. Are I they hope, doing Iron I Man hope, 4? I hope not. They're g- Kron, do you, do you know what happens in Endgame? Endgame? Yeah. I don't know past this movie. Okay, so this, this is the furthest you've gotten. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the, uh, what is it, Deadpool? Yeah, it doesn't count. I, so I've seen Deadpools, and I've seen um, Old inc- Man Wolverine. Not, those aren't included yet, technically. Yeah, but I think, I mean, those are after this movie came out. Logan, I think, was like 2015, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, when X- is this? <laughs> X-Men's not even involved. This, this is 2013. Yeah, but I'm not I'm I, not trying to plug into the timeline. I understand, I'm just saying I understand I've, what you're saying now. I've basically seen up to Iron Man 3 now and then those random ones okay. w- whenever they occurred. So Why'd what tell him this? What luck though that I was able to confirm that you had seen Avengers at least because you, we just went to the next one. It wasn't like I picked something 8 films later. Yeah, but I 
I mean, I guess at some point we should talk about what happens at the end of Avengers because they reference it a lot in this movie, and I have no okay, I have no recollection. Are you ready? Let's go. This is for all the people who are primed don't. with their thumbs over the keyboard. All I'm going to say, I'm just going to give as rough as thing don't as possible. Give a fucking spoiler alert! It made a billion dollars. <laughs> I wasn't giving a spoiler alert. I was giving a oh. <laughs> please be please be kind because I'm just going to give a rough because I could sit here and give you a plot breakdown for an hour. I just need the last three minutes. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Loki is invading Earth. Right. New York is under attack. Do you know who Loki is? Yeah, Th- the Thor, brother of Thor. Thor's brother. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Good job. And the initial six Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye. They're leading... American Werewolf in London. Whoa. Sorry, Sorry, that's my... uh, That's my screen. Screenplay, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, got it, man. That'd be pretty fucking cool. No, I I, I think I, I would... I would I'd hit I'd just hold delete start over you could Fuck throw like is. a swamp thing in there if you want oh that that's was, a sequel that a dude how'd you know that it's DC bro it doesn't mix oh is that DC can I get yes. through the climax it, of Avengers probably got like please. a big gurgly guy in fucking Marvel somewhere <laughs> yeah that's his name big gurgly guy like Gorgon or some shit there's a there's a blob. The blob? I think they call him the blob. Isn't he in one of, he's in that uh, one of the shitty Wolverine movies. He's on uh, uh Is it the one where he went to Japan? Samurai or something? I don't know if he was in that one. I feel I felt like he was in the the Origins one. He's played by the guy, you know him if you saw him. He was one of the Tom Mercenary Hanks. Brothers. Yeah, it was Tom Hanks. <laughs> and he's weirdly doing the... Uh, he's got the Captain Sully mustache. It's like he he was like getting ready. So so, so Sully's in the MCU? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, after he landed that plane. Sully lands the plane because he almost hits Loki. It's like a cool little... Because there's no Stan Lee uh, cameo. So they use Captain Sully. Oh, that's cool as hell, dude. Mm-hmm. And they've been using him since, ever since Stan Lee died. All right, so what happens at the end of Avengers? And he fucking hates Hawkeye. Because, <laughs> like, he, he hears Hawkeye and he just thinks, Bird Strike. Bird Strike. Okay, don't, so the the Avengers are fighting don't it do off. Don't do a snowplow joke. Don't do a okay. snowplow joke. And they are, they're basically coming through a portal. That's how this attacking army is making their way through, right? And infiltrating mm-hmm. New York. Now, the the powers that be, they direct Nick Fury that they need to nuke New York. It's the only way we're going to stop this. It's and a if you see Watchmen, rip, isn't it? If you've seen the meme of I've heard the council's decision, but since it's a stupid ass decision, I've chosen to ignore it. He's like not ordering it, but they order it anyway. 
So while they're fighting all this shit off, a nuke is coming at New York. Iron Man in like catches the nuke and then flies it up into the portal at the attacking like carrier or whatever the fuck. They got these big I'm doing like a big snake motion with my hand. Like they're big go, attacking go, ships. Go. Oh, so he he carries that nuke out the the portal, and he's like having like a fucking panic attack while he's doing it. Like he calls Pepper, and because it just looks like Iron Man just fucking disappears because he goes into this portal. So then he's like out in a fucking galaxy, and he pushes it away, and then he kind of passes out, and then he falls back down. Too fl- too high for him to fly, baby. And then he's coming back down, and he's knocked out. And then I think Hulk catches him. I think Hulk jumps off one building and grabs him. And then uh, he's like knocked out still. They're laying around him. They break off his mask. And they're like, Tony, Tony, Tony. And then Hulk screams. And that fucking wakes him up. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember any of that at all. (laughs) Please be nice, Discorders. It's been 10 years since I've seen it, too. Although I've seen Infinity War fucking a dozen times, but. So, Iron Man 3, directly after this. Now, let's. Shit, I thought I thought we were doing the Avengers. I thought we were done. Fuck. Avengers is too good. No. That's crazy, Bones. Kron, what's your rating on Avengers now that we went over it? I don't. I would have to watch it again. I feel like it'd be unfair to because I real I bone said all that stuff, and I was like, I cannot. I don't even remember one part of that. All these Marvel movies, like they just wash over me. I, I, I view them, and then I instantly forget that I've ever seen any part of them. I mean, I made it to Endgame. I think Avengers is good. I think people are too hard on Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Some kick-ass stuff in there. And I think uh, Infinity War, and while Endgame, I think I'd put Infinity War just in terms of what I think is better. It's slightly edged out. I think they're just fucking massive achievements. Yeah, I agree. That uh, whether I I totally agree with you that you could say I watch a lot of Marvel movies and they wash over me. I was fucking invested for the 23, 24 movies or whatever that 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 did. And Are then you still it, keeping up with it? Like do you go see every Marvel movie? No, no. I I have not seen several of the last few. The last one that I watched was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Because that was one where it's my favorite core group of of characters. I think in terms of just like study, delivery, everything, those are the ones that I want to hang out with the most. So it was, I wanted to put a fucking bow on that. I wanted to end it. And he did that for me, thankfully. So, and what's great about it is not to give too much away, but the way Iron Man 3 sort of deals with the personal trauma of Avengers, the only real connection that Guardians 3 has with the rest of it is 
some of the characters dealing with post-Endgame trauma. And that continues in a lot of the other stories and TV shows and shit that they did. But I just don't... I got bored watching Moon Knight when I was like on episode five. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck any of this is. This could have been a movie. And Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was like, this could have been a movie. Hawkeye could have been a movie. Like they're just stretching stuff out at this point. I would just rather go see one or two movies a year versus three or four movies a year. And there's three series every year that you have to watch to understand the upcoming movie and shit. The pacing at which they got through the Avenger, like up to the Avengers and and a little bit beyond it. I could keep up with that. Now it's just too much. I don't know. It's it's always been too much for me. They're not great. They're not high art, but they're what I want to see every once in a while. Right? Like I, I'm very open. I want to balance this stuff out for every swallow that I watch. I fucking want to watch a Marvel movie or something in that caliber, right? Like I enjoy a big popcorn summer blockbuster event, big sound, big visuals. It's cool. I like an Interpol record and I also like a Mastodon record. I want something on each side. I thought he was going to say corn. I don't know. I think it's, it's just too much like computer stuff. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like everyone is giving like a five out of ten in terms of effort on these movies. Whereas I feel like I can like a big popcorn thing. Like I like Maverick. I like all the Mission Impossible stuff. Yeah. But those are like way cooler to me than Marvel. Well, and they're better. I'd be the first to admit that they're better. Yeah, but I don't know what the disconnect is because it's like they're both just big popcorn action movies. But one of them I really like and the other one I'm like, I could never, like, I just don't care. Because both of those Tom Cruise franchises that you mentioned do not just become flat washed out visual stew yeah right like you well, he, well he's also a scientologist bones remember Cron. yeah yes. that's that's why i watch him thank you for I'm reminding me fucking clear my theme i almost out. forgot <sighs> i think okay. it is more just that those are like they're real action though you know what i mean they're real like, action yeah cruz is putting his body on the line <laughs> every time and I think there's also something to say, I mean, uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1, whatever, uh, and Top Gun, there's 20 plus years between the movies. They're making them, Tom Cruise is making the movie to make the best possible movie that he can. Marvel, unfortunately, is saying, all right, we're going to make like as good as we can, but also you got to plug this in, you got to plug this in, you got to plug this in. Yeah. And throw everything off. Because everybody's asking where Spider-Man is. Yeah. Which is a big problem with the franchise in general. And I'm sure half the people that watch Iron Man 3 are like, 
well, why didn't so-and-so show up? Why wouldn't he just call so-and-so? Why isn't Captain America going after the Mandarin? Why isn't... And then at a certain point, they do start to mix that up and they start to pop in and you go, this is actually not as fun because this becomes their movie. You know, Ragnarok is a way to get around the universal Hulk stranglehold so they could put... So they basically just did World War Hulk in the middle of a Thor movie. Yeah, but Marvel is... They're good at that. Though. I just saw Kron's soul leave his body. I can't keep up with it, man. <laughs> I try, and then it's like, I get what you're saying, but yeah. it's just kind of like, well, isn't the whole point of Marvel to like integrate all these characters? But then there are some, like Deadpool, where it's like, no, that's a whole separate, like that's not even related. And it's like, who could keep up with this shit, man? I need like a fucking flow chart and a like a a two hour video for every movie that comes out to explain what everything is it's yeah. too much what what did you say Dan sorry oh I think Marvel does a good job of getting around what they need to get around they take something that's obviously a big like this has uh what is it Ex- extremis yeah that's a awesome six uh issue fucking side project by Warren Ellis which is great very violent and it's pretty good and they take it as a small not a small thing here but it's it's the issue but there's 18 other things piled on top of that so i think marvel does a good job just like with Ragnarok, of course. All right, yeah, we'll do that inside this so we can push it on. So I'll give them props for that. The way they push everything for the cinematic world is is decent. Now, I don't know what they're doing after Endgame because I haven't seen any of thing, but maybe I've seen that Black Widow one. I think that was Ugh. the last one I've seen. Ugh. Which I didn't think was terrible. It was alright. I'm not writing home to my mama. Well, no, you took your mom with you. Whole theater smelled like brute. (laughs) Yeah. She's a real Russian. I just think they're spinning too many plates because, Kron, I agree with you. As soon as you say, all right, an Avengers initiative in the fucking post-credits of Iron Man... Right, you're calling your shot. That's where we're going. And ever since then, they've just it's snowballed and snowballed and snowballed so much to the point it. I think it's Age of Ultron because that's the one that's before Ragnarok. Thor just goes, "I gotta go," <laughs> and they he like cuts out, goes and does this like uh, ritual meditation thing. With another guy, and he's like, fucking Ragnarok's coming. And it's so out of place. And it, that, to me, is where uh, I can kind of really visualize th- how forced it is. It's not just a post credit scene or something. Or even in the first Iron Man when... Because uh, Terrence Howard plays Rhodey in yeah. the first one. 
and people are like, is he going to do fucking war machine? Is he going to put on the war machine? And he like, he, he's running and he turns and he looks and he looks at one of the open suits and he's like someday baby or something like that. And he was like, okay, cool. Little flash to the fans. This guy is the one that becomes war machine, but not yet. Right. And then here's the other big thing with, with, uh, Marvel. The, um, for lack of a better word, the our the outer director versus the journeyman director, right? There seems I, to be some people that can handle it and some that can't. What are we saying? Well, I guess, but I feel like anyone who they have come in, it's just like, hey, we've already done sixty percent of the movie. Like, you fill in the gaps around it. It's, yes. I feel like any director they bring in, it's not even, uh, like, I mean, some of the jokes in this feel Shane Blackie, but a large majority of this movie could have been directed by anybody, I feel like, and it would have roughly been the same thing. So I just, I feel like any director they bring in, it's like, what does it matter? Because you've already animated, like, every fucking green screen thing that's going to be in the film. It's not like they bring in people and say you have total creative freedom to make, like, you can pick anybody out of Marvel and throw them in a movie together. It's like, no, you're... Yeah, but it's like... But that's the whole point of bringing in, like, a a big name or even someone creative, like uh, the guy that did Jojo Rabbit. Didn't he do, like, some of the Thor stuff? Uh, he did, yeah. He came in and did Thor Ragnarok, which is a yeah. cr- which is fun, and it yeah, works. But, but does it feel like largely different from every single other other Marvel thing, or does it even feel like one of his movies? Y- yes, it's substantially different than most right. Marvel movies, and that's why I think it's as highly regarded as it is. And right. for me, this is this is one of the handfuls that is feels more like the it was the director running with it. Right. And and I wonder how much that's Robert Downey Jr. having worked with Shane Black on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and shit saying this is how I want to do it and work with him cuz RDJ had a fucking shit ton of pool. But you know Edgar Wright famously was going to do an Ant-Man and mm-hmm. it was like eh, it's not going to work. The script Yeah, but I mean, do you think this movie feels like a Shane Black movie? Or does it feel like, you know, 30% a Shane Black movie and Marvel around it, you know? This feels like a Shane Black movie to me. I don't know. I didn't get that impression. <laughs> the diff- Well, maybe because I've uh, dunked my head into the Marvel barrel so much that this just seems like one of the apples riding on the top where, you know, you've only been in it a little bit so that they, it all just seems the same. Yeah. That did not make any fucking sense. What I was going for. Like, I get what you're saying, but okay. I gotcha. I don't know why you're bobbing for apples. You weirdo. I think me and bones watched Thor two at the theater together. So, uh, no, I watched Thor two. Thor the Dark World on a ripped uh, Zune DVD that I think had 
foreign subtitles on it at an ambulance base and fell asleep 25 minutes in and then tried to watch it later that night and still might have been the first one. But Thor The Dark World is one of the worst. And then you go to Ragnarok and you're like, wow, this is how can you do this? This is great. This fits in. This continues the story, but it it feels like a a Taika movie. And then you watch Love and Thunder and you're like, ah, fuck, that led to this, unfortunately. So I haven't seen that one yet. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. That's why I just say stop it in game. Stop it in game. Well, I think I think we're ready to rate your letterboxed bones. Mm-hmm. Whose episode is this? It's yours, but we're ready. <laughs> All right. Iron Man 3 is for everybody, okay? That's right. That's why we picked it. Now, don't put we in that. You picked it. Bones... 4.0. Bones. 4.0. Enjoy your points. <laughs> we don't know. No, no, I'm not I'm not waiting. Um, it's your Christmas gift. You both just earned a point. <laughs> All right, uh, crash and burn. <laughs> crash and burn. Good night, everybody. Phantasm 3 coming up. Iron Man 3, 2013, directed by Shane Black. I think, uh, I want to say Drew Pierce. Is that the name that of the guy who also helped him write it? This is the last episode of That's Not Healthy, and I think it's important to also tell the fans that we have decided that this is the last um, was well, fucking weird. We should have waited on that. Never mind. Are we ending the Are pod? We, you guys didn't even tell me. <laughs> no, it's the last episode of the year. Oh, hey, happy New Year! And everyone. and that's right. It falls right between Christmas and New Year's, and this is a fucking Christmas movie, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're driving home from senior folks, throw this bad boy on. And then listen to the episode when you get home. Watch the movie in your car on the way home and then listen to the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they just got it for Christmas. And here's the deal. I totally, I get it. Most people are probably going to go. I I think it's going to be one or the other. I fucking love Iron Man 3 or I hate Iron Man 3. I, I think last week I was under the assumption that it was like highly regarded. And then I looked at the letterbox. I was like, only a three. What the hell? So yeah, I mean, we did brain damage. That's at a three point five average. This is at a three. So, but I mean, the pool of people that have seen this has to be so much larger. You know. Excellent point. Yeah, I feel like the people that are watching brain damage are seeking out material like that, so they're probably going to respond better to it. Mm-hmm. I can't. You could probably throw a rock and hit somebody that's seen Iron Man 3. So well, a lot of people that are watching Brain Damage, they think it's an informational video 
concerning their condition. Well, it is. Yeah. In a lot of ways. All right, fill for me for a second. I had to crack a fresh beer. Uh, Dan, do, do one of your great jokes. Hey, uh, Laundry Dan here. Join the Discord. We need you, 5D Army. It's a good time. Karan makes funny jokes. And, uh... At nobody's expense. It's never... It's never a rip on somebody trying to be like friendly and and honest and spark conversation and stuff. Were you mad about that? No, I thought it was funny as fuck. All right. I was like, is this mean? I don't think it's mean. It's slightly mean, but I know All you're right. I know you're not being mean. I don't take it. I it was funny as fuck. Like, which one was this? I said, I just quickly uh Asked if any ABQ slash NM, <laughs> meaning Albuquerque surrounding New Mexico people, went to the Quotes show. So it was a lot of was uh, a lot of capital. It letters. was a lot of capital letters, and he just put some fucking gibberish on it. And it was a thing where I was like, "God damn it!" And I like threw my phone, and Sam was like, "What?" I was like, "Cron fucking got me." And then a few minutes later, I fucking posted that Joker GIF of the struggled laugh all right maybe in the so. discord for 2024 i'll be nicer I'll be a better person people love it no although uh friend of the pod somebody who listens that i talked to this week hey they, they said uh you you said that you're the nice one but two weeks before that your character ripped off somebody's fucking arm and they didn't call you out on it I was like, well, it's because in real life I am the nice one. That's like, that's what makes the werewolf thing so funny. It's because I'm not like that in real life. I'm real sensitive. I wish I was a werewolf. Have you tried uh, getting bitten by a wolf yet? I, I try to pet every dog I see. <laughs> Maybe you're 20. Can I pet that dog? Pet that dog. Can I pet that dog? This bad boy stars Robert Downey Jr. reprising his role as Iron Man. Um, I did think about quizzing you. I think this is his fifth appearance as Iron Man because he sneaks in at the end of Incredible Hulk. Okay. And I, and I, I believe just, you. I just recently saw a thing that had... Uh, is the top nine Marvel actors and their screen time. And it was fucking crazy. If somebody reminds me in the Discord, maybe I'll find that photo and post it. But because of the series, there's like two different people that shot up. It's like, that's fucking crazy. Robert Downey Jr., we got um, Pepper Potts, the goop lady herself. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow's back. Thank you, Kron. I just called her Goop Lady in my notes most of the time. Mm. Guy Pierce. Vagina candles. Yeah, didn't she say she's like done with acting? Well, Well, she's won an Academy Award. Yeah, she's so busy trying to ski and uh, going to court over skiing. 
yeah. She doesn't have to. And selling vagina candles. Yeah. Uh, John Favreau returns as Happy Hogan. Um, directed Didn't the first direct two. It. That's got to be weird, right? Uh, from what I read, it was Shane. This I was like I the only that. one that he would like agree to be like. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Oh, did he direct one and two? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sure the uh, Marvel paycheck probably helps you get over your <laughs> yeah your woes. Yeah. Of... All right, Guy Pierce returns, friend of the podcast, LA Confidential, Ravenous. Hell yeah! Uh, he's playing Aldrich Killian. We get the... Joan, Joan Rivers returns. As well. Joan Rivers returns. Hell yeah. The swimmer's own. I, I might I might skip over it, but the fucking Bill Maher clip in this movie cracks oh me up. Oh my god, dude. Okay. They just put a new coat of paint on it, okay. Fucking Mr. Garrison ass. Alright. New rule. <laughs> new rule. Okay. If you're going to hire Shane Black, maybe don't set it at Christmas. Okay. That show's still going. Yeah. People are still watching. What else the fuck is he doing? Oh, that fucking Club Random YouTube show. Isn't his shit still going on HBO too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. You got to love fucking flipping past that to get to John Oliver, the actual funny, informative show. Did you see uh, when the writer's strike was going on and Bill Maher was like, these poor people should be doing their jobs. <laughs> like He was so pissed about the, it. Yep. The country needs their fucking, I, I hate to call it news. Yeah, but I think, I mean, his whole thing was like, he sounded like he didn't give a shit about his writers. That he I, was just like, he went back on it, I thought. He and Drew yeah, Barrymore. After, after people were like, fuck you, dude. He's a comedian. He probably writes all his own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I've seen him struggle off the teleprompter on real time. So that's he's watching real time. Crime I mean, I've seen it before. Boom, boom, sure. boom, 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 boom. Doesn't it confuse you when they say start the clock? And you're like, no, what the fuck is that? No. What the hell are you talking about, dude? Slow down, Bill Maher. New rule. Let's get to the plot start, earlier. Start the clock to see how fast you're going to skip this shit. Start the plot. We open with a voiceover. While we see some fucking Iron Man suits being blown up. What the hell? I'm blue. Da -ba -dee -da -ba -da. Instantly set you. You're in 1999, baby. We're in Bern, Switzerland. And this is old Tony. That joke, we have a joke from May of 2022 featuring that song. Go check out that episode. Did you look that shit up? I just happened to roll through and see. What was the episode? You don't remember that episode? It was a Bones pick as well. The guy loves blue, dude. The uh, Punisher Warzone. Another, another comic book. Another Marvel. 
Yeah, but they're standouts amongst the fucking muck. Okay. Yeah. I'm not making us fucking watch. You could pick Batman 89. You could pick. That's a five-star banger. I picked Batman Forever for the show. That's a standout one. Seven-star banger. Yeah. Yeah, It's not a good one. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. They played it at the Alamo like last month. Did you go? No. I almost texted Bones. I was like, hey, man, bought you two tickets. It'll be there if you can make it. I would have gone. All right. Tony's at a big New Year's Eve pre-Y2K uh, shindig. He's walking around. He's got this girl on his arm. He's schmoozing with a bunch of people. Cron, I know this blew right over your fucking head, but they sort of throw in a cameo of the guy that helps him build the suit and shit in the first movie. They, okay. At, in the cave that he's in, the guy that's like also in there is like a prisoner is that guy that he bumps into that's like, let me introduce you to somebody else, blah, blah, blah. That's their way of trying to connect it. So cool. if you're wondering, like, why do I see this fucking guy? That's why. Uh, he's he's basically trying to get into this lady's pants. She's going on about her research, and he's like, let's go upstairs. Let's go look at your fucking research. And Happy's going to go with him. Happy's there, his, his head security dude. He's looking Happy like... Is- yeah, like Vincent Vega. <laughs> oh, yeah, you beat me to it. Yeah, looking great. And he's like basically giving him like a countdown to the countdown. Happy's nervous about what p- could potentially happen with Y2K. So they're in the hallway. They're going up into the elevator. And this dude limps up. He's got crazy hair, big glasses, big fucking teeth. Guy Pierce, baby, looking great. I always forget yeah. he's Australian. Even still, though, it's like, it's Guy Pierce. It's like, the movie wants you to be like, look at this dumpy loser. And it's like, I can tell that's Guy Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, guy looks better than me. Yeah. 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 Even him trying to look like a a shabby loser. It looks way, it looks better than the three of us combined. Hey. Whoa. Whoa, dude. All right. You guys are lying to yourselves. Guy P- Yes. Yes. confidence. Guy Pierce is a fucking stud. All right, he busts up and he's like, "Hey, I know your research, Tony." Blah blah blah. And he's he's kind of talking about the chick's research and Tony. And there's a funny thing here where he's he's talking about I've, I'm starting to think tank advanced. Uh, what is it? Advanced idea mechanics aim. And Tony has a joke like, "I know it's called that because it's on your T-shirt and it's just classic Tony Stark riffs." Tries to give him a business card, and he's creeping everybody out in the elevator, and Tony being kind of a dick, but also trying to sneak away is like, hey, man, I'll meet you up on the fucking roof in five minutes, okay? Killian goes up there. Uh, Spoiler alert, Tony never goes up and talks to him. Poor guy's left out there watching Y2K fireworks on him by himself. (laughs) But inside this researcher's uh, hotel room, She's a botanist researcher, and what she's figured out is she's pretty sure that she can, like, recode the human brain and the portion of it that deals with regeneration, and she's done it on some plants already, and particularly one plant that she's, like, really nervous about happy touching. She's like, don't fucking touch my plant. She doesn't like that shit. And yeah, but it, 
I mean, it doesn't really work, right? Like it blows up. No, it works, but it blows up. Yeah, right. she, she said that. Yeah. It will regenerate, but it also blows up. Yeah, okay, but yeah. it's like, if I made a, you know, the most efficient engine, but it exploded whenever you got where you are going, I don't know if people would be fucking signing up for it. Right, but then no, you'd say- because they wouldn't give you a patent. But what you would do is you'd say, all right, I figured out how to make it really badass, but now I need to figure out how to not make it blow up. That's just the next step. And that's what she's doing with this. She's trying to get Tony's help. And Tony flirts a little bit more. He's able to finally get her into the bedroom. Um, the plant blows up. This fucking startles happy. He runs in and tackles RDJ. And then the countdown, baby. Y2K is over. The world's still standing. Fireworks have started. Tony's like, all right, happy. Get the fuck out of here. And him and his chick, they have their way. Oh, yeah. Next morning, on his little name tag, Tony writes something and he sneaks out. And we cut to present-day Malibu. We're in Tony Stark's house, basement, R&D lab. And he's been up for 72 hours. And he is ready to test the Mark 42. Now, Kron and the Avengers... His last suit was the Mark 7. This dude's built almost seven suits since the events in New York. Almost seven. Oh, More than that. Almost 40, sorry. Yeah. Mark 7, he's on 42. This time what he's working on is a modular suit where the individual pieces can fly and attach to him. We see him pop some stuff into his arm, like some sort of control or whatever so he's running a test if he strikes these cool little poses he can call the pieces to come to him and in classic iron man fashion they work a little bit i think he's like dancing to a christmas song and getting it going and they seem to sort of work one of the pieces flies by him gets stuck in the wall he finally gets the feel for it he gets like 80 percent of the suit on the face mask is coming at him and he he takes it like a champ cool hero pose and then that little piece that was behind him also flies into him fucking launches him forward it's just classic slapstick you'll love to see it Mm -hmm. yeah I could just imagine Buster Keaton doing this (laughs) that's a I don't know he played Charlie Chaplin that's right he did Robert Downey Jr. played Charlie Chaplin in a movie You just see that Mar- Iron Man suit with a little mustache on it. Marvel's chaplain. <laughs> All right. We see something. It, look, it looked like that changed your life for a second. <laughs> I have missed this. Yeah, I can't. Dude, you know I'm a chaphead. <laughs> I cannot believe. No way. We see something coming over the airwaves. It's the Mandarin. He is the head of a terrorist organization, which uh, which has incredible production value, by the way. These fucking terrorist videos look awesome. Mm-hmm. And they are taking responsibility for an attack on a military base in Kuwait. 
We then see the news and the government, they're reacting to this. And part of their response to this is to unveil the the new rollout of War Machine, which is the part of Stark Industries that was handed over to the U.S. government. So it's Iron Man Stark tech that the government uses, hence uh, Rhodey as the, the War Machine. It's just like a suit that he built for them? Or he just said, like, here's how you build a suit, and they put one together? To mash this up as as concisely as I did the Avengers. Iron Man 2, a lot of Iron Man 2 is a lot of the government telling Tony, hey, uh, one guy shouldn't have this much power, like you shouldn't have this tech. And Tony's argument is, is it's not necessarily the tech that makes me Iron Man. I am Iron Man because my brain and my mechanics, I think of these. Mm-hmm. Like it's all different suits and different whatever. So it's it's kind of a should one man have all that power sort of thing. And Rhodey has a suit and is and is in the US Air Force. They're buddies because Tony being an arms dealer, he was kind of like his contact and shit. And they go way back. All right. But uh but it's not War Machine anymore. He's been rebranded. Red, white, and blue suit. He is the Iron Patriot. And like we mentioned before, we see some clips of uh news shows and correspondents sort of responding, Joan Rivers, Bill Maher. And now we see Tony and Rhodey, they're having a beer, eating some fucking fish tacos, and they're they're chatting at this motorcycle like beach bar. And he asks about the man. I don't think Tony Stark would go to that bar. He would. No, I feel like Stark is like a, you like an uber wealthy dude, right? That's, that's what you don't you don't get about fucking Tony Stark, man. The guy he eats the guy eats get Burger King cheeseburgers. He wants shawarma at the end of of Avengers. He's he's rich and he flaunts it, but he's also very he's simple. just like you, man. Just like you. Yeah. You've got more money than all of us combined. You guys know I've been putting that suit together. <laughs> How's it coming out? Well, uh, I really fucked up my hand welding the other day. <laughs> well, you're not using iron. You are letting your jizz crust with pubes, <laughs> and you're trying to mold that, and that's... It's working. So when you when you burned yourself welding... I think you met you you burnt your shaft trying to get some more raw armor. material. It would just work if I could grow the pubes faster. <laughs> if you would just I, I tried sending you those lockets that I've got and you refused. <laughs> so you said you can't confirm the purity. Yeah, I don't I don't want your DNA in my suit, dude. <laughs> it throws it off. You want it coded to only to you. To. Yeah. So while they're chatting, he asks about the manner of problem. Rhodey basically says, listen, government feels a little inadequate after New York. All right. Space aliens, all this shit, and the Avengers had to fix it. It's it's time for the government to do this, for the military to do this. The manner of problem is not a superhero problem. And while they're talking, two little kids come up. One's very sweet. We sign my drawing of you, and, and he's trying to autograph it. 
and he starts to kind of have a little bit of a panic attack. I broke the crayon. He's freaking out. Rhodey's asking him what's going on, and this little fucking Jerry Maguire-looking kid is like, how'd you get back through the wormhole? And this just fucking sets him off. He has a panic attack, runs outside, and I think this is fucking cool, that the Iron Man suit is like just hanging out with the other motorcycles. I don't know. It's a cool little touch. So he runs, hops in the suit, asks it to do a diagnostic, and Jarvis is like, bro, your heart's fine, your brain's fine. I think you just had a fucking panic attack. You know, people would be like standing in it, taking fucking pictures and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. pissing on it. I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be people out there who one, hate the Avengers. One guy tried to pee on it, and I'm sure it like did a thunder thing and electrocuted up his piss. Now he does it every time. Mm-hmm. He's just riding around looking for that Iron Man suit, trying to get a <laughs> kick. This is the taco place he always goes to. Where's he at? Cut to Stark Industries. We see Happy. He's walking around with Pepper. Happy is now the head of security at Stark Industries. And Pepper's kind of scolding him about the 300% increase in HR complaints ever since Happy's taken over. And he's very adamant that people have their badge thoroughly uh, connected and visible at all times. And that all meetings for Pepper go through Happy. Guy takes his job real serious. So she's really nervous because she's got a four o'clock meeting and she knows the guy that she's supposed to see. She used to work with him and he used to ask her out all the time, creeped her out. But uh, it turns out to be fucking Aldrich Killian. But man, he ain't limping. He ain't got that long hair no more. We are full stud Guy Pierce here. He is in a slick suit, charming yeah. smile. It's like in all those high school movies when the dumpy girl gets turned into the prom Takes her queen. glasses off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, immediately Pepper starts to goop. You can just tell. Oh, man, she is into this. She oh, kicks all those movies you watch dudes cry? Yeah, the ones I watch. Yeah. <laughs> You have to get him out of the back room, though. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> this might be a dumb question. Are are there high school movies like that where it's the nerdy kid who becomes cool? I mean, there's like Lucas. Like, there's the the dumpy kid. But is there one where the kid literally like puts on a leather jacket and puts a little grease in his hair, and now he's like a fucking stud? <laughs> like a nerd? Yeah, like like the inverse, uh, right? The classic Christine. Thing. Yeah. Good good call. Good call. Grease two. He's like kind of a, a dweeb and then he becomes like a I don't I don't think he's technically a T bird, but he builds himself a motorcycle and they sing Who's That Guy? Where did he come from? You know a lot about Grease too. Grease 2 is good. It's not as good as Grease, but it's fun. Grease, Grease is another example of that, right? Sandy, if they did Sandy. a third, it'd be GR3. Grease? Yeah. They'd do like a seven and put the number in there. Greaseth. All right, Killian's got a proposal for Pepper. He's like, 
my fucking think tank has been making some headway on something and he rolls out some fucking marbles and he puts this thing on his head and he throws up a projection and he's like, oh, it's the universe, never mind. I want you to zoom out. Look at this shit. It's my fucking brain. And he starts selling her like, there's so much of the brain that we haven't fucked with and we want to get in there and we want to dick around. Pepper's like, nope. Stark Industries is not in like interested in this type of stuff anymore because it this is too easily corrupted for military application. This isn't the type of thing that we want. I was and say, is this turning chicks on? The look at stuff. look at my brain. Yeah, and look at yeah, how like yeah, when you dude. touch me, my brain gets all activated. Brain's the fucking most erogenous zone, dude. It's all in your head. Yeah. If you can get a woman's brain to shut off the nag. <laughs> Keep going, dude. There's a part of the brain that if we could just retool. I'm doing Bones' seminar, dude. <laughs> I want to learn how to tame women. If we could just turn off the nag and uh, take away their driving privileges. Yeah. Oh, It'd wasn't that a, right. that was the Spider-Man play, right? Spider-Man turn off the nag. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Marvel joke. All those dudes got killed by the BBWs in the front row. <laughs> How I wanted to go, dude. <laughs> All right, so uh, Pepper turns Killian down, but he's like, you know what? Not that big of a deal. And while all of this has been going on, Happy has not been too impressed with Killian's security guard. This guy's in a suit, but he's got boots on. He's all fucking lounged out in the front. And Happy's not like, wearing hey. his badge. Happy's like, hey, where's your fucking badge, buddy? And the guy's like, it's right here. I got it right here. Happy doesn't like the side of this guy. So while he's on the phone with Tony, they're kind of jabbing back and forth. He's like, listen, dude, when I used to tell people that I was Iron Man's security guard, people fucking laughed at me. Now my job means something like, I'm head of security here. I'm looking out for Pepper. And by the way, she's in there talking to Killian. You remember that dude from Switzerland? Yeah, he's like a fucking stud now. Tony gets a little upset. But Happy follows him outside, takes a fucking screenshot, or a, a screenshot, a fucking photo <laughs> of the dude's license plate. Which you wouldn't be able to see on that phone that he took it with. That's Stark Tech, dude. That thing crazy zoom pepper gets home and man it's christmas time she's turned on by this giant stuffed rabbit that tony got her for christmas it's got big jugs on that rabbit right i i think that's the joke i think it's supposed to be its hands but from the front it looks like big titties all right but, but a rabbit's titties would be underneath down on the stomach right I don't know. I don't like that. I don't, I don't. I don't like that. They got to be able to run fast. You can't have no big old ditties in your way. They got those big old seen, ears, and they figured out how to run fast. You ever seen Space Jam? That chick's got normal tits. I think they're proportional to their size, but they're where we would put them. <laughs> They're oh, not hanging off of oh, their stomach. You mean normal. Get that drop bones. You mean normal in the placement, not in the heft. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, you're not allowed to watch Space Jam anymore. I don't watch. I I'm go, legally can't. I want to go to Kron Seminar, dude. Yeah. I was going to ask what her name was, but I don't need to know. We don't need to keep. It's Lola. That's who my daughter went for as Halloween. Okay. Conversation <laughs> over. So Pepper's at home. She's asking for it, and she's greeted by the new suit, and she thinks Tony's in there. And she eventually figures out that Tony's controlling this suit remotely. He's actually down in the basement. She comes downstairs. She's like, you're not even up there. You're not even in this thing. You ate dinner without me. It's fucking date night. What the hell? He's like, I didn't know if you were going to eat because you were fucking macking with Killian. Back and forth. I'm on her side. It's a date night, dude. You're guaranteed to get laid. You're Mm -hmm. fucking around. That's why they pencil it in. Nah. Anyway, he's like. Clear the schedule. He's like, I'm I'm a hot mess. I'm sorry. I haven't said anything. I'm not sleeping. I'm freaking the fuck out. New York got to me. It works a little bit. She's like, all right, I'm going to take a shower and you're coming with me. And that night we finally see Tony getting to sleep. So we guess he nutted, right? He's at least got to sleep. Why didn't they show it? I don't know. I don't know. Fucking Marvel PG-13 shit, dude. They thought we'd be distracted with the giant rabbit's jugs. I was. That's enough. Yeah, but not enough that you're now asking why didn't we get to see the the Tony Stark and PP scene. Mm-hmm. But that night, he starts to have another nightmare. And he unconsciously calls in the Mark 42 suit. And it comes in and it scares the shit out of Pepper. So much so that she moves. She's like, I'm going to go fucking sleep elsewhere. We're outside. The house is filled with like 80 of these things. Or at least 42 of them. Yeah. No safe place, Pepper. Also, I thought the thing in his chest powered the suit. No. Not anymore. That's not, not anymore. That's not how it works. He it it did it first. You're you are correct. And then he uh is it the second one where he has the operation they take or he she helps him take it out actually, right? No, it's That's the, the third end one of this that one. he has the operation. The this one they have the operation to remove the shard because originally that thing was in his chest as like a magnet to keep that shard from going into his heart. I don't remember. I can't tell you how the second one ended or started. Yeah. I, Kron, the answer is the thing in his chest used to power the suit. I don't think that the it does that now. Because even later in the movie, he talks about, is this is the suit charging? Yeah. That's what sets it off. But now he's used to be a useless hunk of metal in his chest that glows. It was. It's an was, electromagnet. It's keeping the sh- it keeps, shard away yeah, from his heart. Yeah, keeps the shard out of his aorta. All right, fine. And then, spoiler alert, that in his chest becomes the housing of his nanobots for his future suit. So by the time he gets to Infinity War, he doesn't have like a 
traditional like metal armor suit. It's all nanotechnology and it all is housed inside of his chest. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, dude. It's cool, but I start the franchise. Aesthetically, I don't I don't like it as much. I like the heft of the actual iron suits. We got a dog moaning over here. We'll see if I cut that out or not. See if it even gets picked. Dude's thinking about Lola Rabbit. Mm-hmm. The human breasts. <laughs> We're at the Chinese <laughs> theater. And Happy is trailing that guy that was with Killian earlier. And there's like a little Hollywood street market happening out in front of the thing. And we see this bodyguard meet with some other guy. And this other guy is like fucking itching, looking like a junkie. Bodyguard says, hey, can you regulate? The guy's like, yeah, man, give me the shit. Fucking hands it over. Happy Hold sees up. Happy sees this, kind of bumps into him. And the junkie drops his case and a bunch of shit falls out of it. Happy kind of pockets one of them, helps him out. And then him and that main goon kind of interact. And this guy can kind of tell, oh, Happy's fucking on to me. They go to fucking fisticuffs. This guy's face starts to glow. And he easily starts throwing Happy around. During this fucking scuffle, the junkie is just like so stoked to get whatever he was trying to get. He takes a hit out of one of these little vials. Fucking explodes. Happy's knocked out. Our goon, he's also fucking blown to shreds, but we see him get up and start to fucking regenerate. He takes off. We got the Mandarin back on TV. Let's talk Mandarin, okay? This is not the... This is a twist. You you want us to do the voice? (laughs) Yeah, it's fun as hell. I I don't think I can. You don't want to do the voice, Dan? He sounds like a a WWF wrestler. It sounds like from the da- era. It sounds live. like Daniel Plainview as a wrestler. <laughs> when I meet Hogan in the ring, there will be bloodshed. Hell yeah. All right, he's taking responsibility for the attack. We see Happy in the hospital. Tony's visiting him. He makes sure that the nurse knows. Everybody's got to wear their fucking badge and put it on Downton Abbey. He thinks it's elegant. And then outside, the paparazzi, they start to question Tony. They're like, hey, what do you think about the manor and whatever? And he's fucking personally involved now. And he's fucking pissed. Pulls his cool sunglasses off, gives a fucking personal message to the Mandarin. I'm calling you out, dude. All right. Even gives out his fucking address. He yeah, gets you home. Don't do that. Trust me. <laughs> Dan, give yours out right now. No. Had to move three times. You've already Can... gotten mystery packages. What's the matter? No. We don't, ladies. We don't bring up the mystery package. And they wanted sex. Big BBWs heard you got to. Ryobi just sitting freshly charged. Two batteries. Wow, don't count the one in your chest. It doesn't do anything. No. What does it matter? 
They said it was so I wouldn't poop a lot, but yeah. you, you told me that that so. battery in your chest uh, connects to the vibrator you put on your chin. No, I'm just I you don't said like you, battery. You I'm said you could only get a 12 inch USB cord. No, Doc, no. you gotta help. No. I shattered my teeth again. <laughs> Real crusty BBW. It's like licking the outside of a house. <laughs> At home, he's reconstructing the crime scene using some kick-ass augmented reality and, and the genius of Jarvis. When is a bomb not a bomb? Good for him for not selling this to the fucking cops. Yeah. <laughs> So he's using maps and a bunch of uh, generic movie intel, and they identify that r- not too long ago, there was a very similar explosion that happened in Tennessee. And hey, sh- Shout out to the M.O. baby in there. Yep. What? There's a... You didn't watch... One of the movie. explosions happened. Was it, was it Springfield? Yeah. Yeah. So... uh Tennessee's where they're going to look. Jarvis, he plots a route to Tennessee, but the fucking doorbell rings. Tony freaks out. He's like, we're still doing ding dong? What the hell? Like, I threatened a terrorist. We're supposed to be on fucking total lockdown. And Jarvis's reasoning is like, well, like, I got a lot on my fucking plate. Right? But it turns out to be Maya Hansen. And Maya Hansen was that sexy botanist from 20 years ago in Bern, Switzerland. And she shows up. And Tony's like, looking, please don't fucking tell good. me there's a 12-year-old kid out in the car that I've never met. And she says, oh, he's 13. And a cool little, like, freak out from, from Tony. And then she's like, no, but seriously. Pepper comes down and she's like, let me guess. This is like an old flame. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Back and forth. And while they're arguing, Maya's like, do we got to be worried about that? Because there's news coverage showing Tony's house ever since he's threatened the Mandarin, and sure enough, three fucking hel- attack helicopters show up. He doesn't have any way to monitor the airspace around his mansion. They have press on the side of them, so that's how they got through the security. You because should still get notified. He has a thing that scans vehicles coming down the driveway. I'm going to give it to you that there should have been something, right? There should have been, there's no reason that there couldn't have been three or four suits that were floating outside of his house mm-hmm. or something, right? Then we have no story. My 100%, my quick fix to this is while he's running Jarvis and trying to, to do the, the crime scene, he basically says, I would need full blah, blah, blah to run this. What would you have me do? And Tony's like, well, I'm going to go up and talk to her. So run this. Like, just drop the window or something to make it easy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter because it looks fucking cool, I think. I think a lot of the VFX in this movie hold up in comparison to a lot of the, the flat marble look. So these attack helicopters shoot the shit out of his place. 
Tony's able to use the suit. So on the very initial explosion and they're blasted back, he throws the suit onto Pepper. She survives. He's banged all the shit. He tells her to get Maya, get out of the house. They get out of the house. Jarvis says she's clear. He calls the suit back. A few more missiles end up blowing his house off the cliff into the water. He gets stuck under some rubble. Jarvis has to kind of take over, release like one of the gauntlets that helps pull him out. But he passes out. And he fucking wakes up. Jarvis is beeping at him. Wake the fuck up, dude. We got 5% battery power left. Feels like you could use some of the the reserve battery in your chest, but whatever. It's not a a battery no more. Okay, cool. I don't know. Should have routed him just like Tesla, man, to wear a charger. Like, come on. You could probably just plug it into any, any outlet, right? Should be. He, he I think it's kind of cool that when he's carrying a car battery around later, just plugged into his chest while he's charging. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah. Jarvis just went on a fucking autopilot, started flying his ass to Tennessee, gets to five percent, he fucking wrecks. Now, to be also be fair, the suit's brand new. Suit's not like perfected. He was just dicking around with it. When he lands in Tennessee, he's out in the fucking snowy woods, has to drag the suit to a phone booth. He calls Pepper, and then he finds a garage, and he breaks in. And this seems to be a pretty good setup, right? There's like a couch where he can set the suit up. There's a bunch of work tables. He sees like bins full of electromagnets. He just helps himself. He's at one of the workbenches, and he starts working on some stuff. A little kid busts in with a potato gun. Tony starts talking shit about like the dimensions and firepower of his potato gun and the kid shoots a warning shot off. He's like, well, now you're out of fucking ammo. Tony moves out of the way. Show the suit behind him. The kid freaks the fuck out. Holy shit, that's Iron Man. He's like, well, technically I'm Iron Man. And they go back and forth. This is some of the best stuff in the movie, I think. Is the back and forth between him and this kid. the kid stuff is good. Uh, If anybody's wondering, the two parts in Endgame that broke bones, Captain America getting his dance, and this kid popping up in a sequence, got me. Because it was a lot of like, who's that kid? Who's that kid? And I immediately recognized Harley. I was like, God damn it. Stood up in the theater and yelled at me. (laughs) Have I brought up on the show when I saw uh, Infinity War and there was an older couple in front of me and they talked the whole time, but the guy was so funny and sweet that I kind of allowed it and it actually made it a little bit more enjoyable. So in Infinity War, when. Robert Downey Jr. shows up on screen. The guy goes, hey, that's Iron Man. <laughs> and uh, when they cut to the Guardians, they're listening to Rubber Band Man. Like it's doom, 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 like the baseline starts. And the guy, the old dude immediately pegged it. And he was like, that's the Rubber Band Man. <laughs> and 
like anytime Thor would come on, he was like, that's the Viking man. It was like he was <laughs> explaining to his wife who these characters were. Mm-hmm. But I fucking loved it. All right. So he starts off and he's he's having a little back and forth with this kid and the uh kid's like, I got I'm uh my mom's a single parent, she's at the diner, my dad fucking took off seven years ago. Tony's like he says, doesn't he say like my dad went to get a scratcher's ticket and I guess he must have won because he never came back? Yeah, and that was seven years ago. Yeah, it's a good line. I feel like that's the kind of stuff where it's like, all right, that's a little bit of Shane Black, like his writing coming mm-hmm. through on this thing and they make a little deal tony's like hey i need a, a watch i need a big spring i need a laptop and i need a tuna fish sandwich and the kid's like what's in it for me and he he asked the kid like who's bullying you he's like how do you know i'm getting fucking bullied he's like there's always a fucking bully here and he gives him like a something out of the suit some little armament and maybe we'll see that thing later Oh. Che- Chekhov's armament, dude. Yeah. And I really do like the delivery of Tony sits down with him. He's like, you know what? It keeps going through my head. Where's my sandwich? Fucking great way to end it. Tuna fish. Pepper gets the message from Tony. And in this, she starts to question Maya. And Maya says that she thinks her boss, Killian, is working for the Mandarin. And from this, we cut to Killian on a set. This is like the production set where they shoot the fucking Mandarin announcement videos. Fucking Apple loves these things. You're saying Apple's behind the Mandarin? No, I'm saying Apple like took their cue. Like I guarantee you Apple, like iPhone 17 is going to look like a Mandarin video. They're just biding their time. Bot. Yeah, they're going to have a... Give me two. They're going to have a government accountant tied up on the ground. (laughs) We won't give you up to these fucks. Mm -hmm. This this here is a senator from Pennsylvania who uses a Samsung. Tim Cook's going to be like, bring the gun out. Tim Cook. I must call them Tim Pool. Tim Pool loves these fucking videos. All right, so they're setting up for the Mandarin's arrival. They're going to shoot a new terror promo. Everybody's nervous as shit. And we see the kid, he's nagging the shit out of Tony about New York and the Avengers and the wormhole and all this shit. And it's starting to like set him off. And he's like, enough. I want to know about Chad Davis. Now, Chad Davis is a vet who died in an explosion that they believe to be a suicide attempt. And that is the explosion that happened here in Tennessee that Jarvis picked up. And the kid tells them a little bit about it. They go to the actual um, scene of the explosion. There's five shadows on the wall from the blast, but there were six victims. When is a bomb, not a bomb. And, kid wants like some quid pro quo like when are we going to talk about New York and we keep talking about Chad Davis in this explosion and Tony has another panic attack finally the kid calms him down and he tells Tony that Davis's mother usually hangs out she's like a regular at this bar 
So Tony heads there. He bumps into this pretty hot lady with a distinctive face scar on the way into the restaurant. I don't know. She looked kind of like a like a trailer mom to me or something. Oh, man. I think that lady's hot as hell. All right. Tony finds Mrs. Davis, Chad Davis's mother, sits down. She immediately, like, passes over a file. Tony's, she looks like she's going to her son's court date. It might just be the outfit or something. She's had a, a tough couple of weeks, man. You know, everybody thinks her son committed suicide and killed five people. Oh, not the mom, the the lady with a scar on her face. Oh, because of the, like, pantsuit that she threw together? Yeah. yeah. Well, all the fucking production money goes to the Mandarin videos. They don't really have much in the way of no, uh, no costume costumes budget. for the for, ex- for the extremist goons. They're paying for him to wear that shit. Jeez, <laughs> they just pulled that out of fucking high school drama department. Mandarin brought all his own costumes. <laughs> I wore this in a production. (laughs) Was it James in the Technicolor raincoat? Fiddler on the roof. (laughs) I wore this one in Jesus Christ Superstar. So this lady thinks Tony is somebody else, kind of passes the file off. She's like, my my son's not a murderer. Get the fuck out of here. Leave me alone. He's like, I don't think I'm who you think I am. I think you meant to talk to somebody else. And sure enough, that hot lady, Kron doesn't think she's hot. She comes back and she's like, it was me. And actually, I'm going to arrest you. And she's trying to arrest Tony. And a big tooth fucking sheriff is in there. And he's like, what the hell's going on? She's like, Department of Homeland Security. And this guy's like, no, no, no. This is a little fucking fishy. Yeah. All right. He's like, we actually do have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> So she's like, oh, I tried to do this the easy way, but I guess we're going to do it the hard way. She heats up her fake badge with her extremist, punches through the sheriff, ends up taking out the deputy. So she punched the sheriff. She and did not. the deputy. Yeah. Uh, the file ends up getting knocked off the table. Not that great of a song. Oh, maybe not to you. Don't you've know never, why it's that popular. You've never shot a sheriff, dude. Some of us relate. Is is I Shot the Sheriff a better song than This Lady is Hot? No. Yes. Damn, you don't think this, she's hot either? This lady's not hot, Buns. I don't Damn. I'm not like, picking it up. I like that exotic look with those like exotic eyes and stuff. Looks like she's got like a. She has a disease in her. Yeah. I'm talking about the actress. I'm being real gross and chauvinistic here. You're just acting. And I can look past diseases. (laughs) That's what latex is for. She puts yeah, like a wig and just like a. Mm -hmm. She puts. Nobody's wrapped it since middle school. She puts on her Space Jam costume and. Mm-hmm. What the hell is her name? Stephanie something. Jeez. Um. All right. We're gonna Bones, keep. Gr- just go to go to your history. <laughs> hey, I got it pulled up right now. 
<laughs> Stephanie Sizak. Don't even try. Don't. Sizostic. Don't break your brain, buddy. I guess her picture on Letterboxd is a lot better than the movie, I guess. Yeah. She does look kind of sad right there, though. She does look like her her son lost his court case. <laughs> yeah, see, there's something about her, dude. I think I like that sadness, though. I think I can pick up <laughs> on that. We, we always wondered why you cruised on Fridays outside the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Because if they walk out alone, <laughs> you know their fucking teen is going to juvie that weekend. Hey, babe, you, you want to go get some lunch? Looks, looks like your plan's just cleared. <laughs> He's not going to hear us tonight. I, I got an <laughs> Applebee's booth waiting on us. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Free apps until six, so you better, <laughs> better put a I'll move be, on. Yeah. I'm in, bitch. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not taking her car. There's there's so many fucking Taco Bell bags. It smells and like that front floorboard. Yeah, you don't. It's still getting... locked up. She hasn't went and got it because the kids fucking. It's still got the boot on it. <laughs> it's an impact. This was all a traffic thing that they can't pay off. That's why the kids serving time. Oh, the sadder this gets, the more I'm into it. All right, cue a pretty kick-ass fight scene so she did manage to get tony handcuffed but uh after the scuffle with the sheriff he kind of runs out into the street he bumps into that other goon our our main killian goon this guy's about to shoot him harley hits him with a fucking snowball that gives tony enough time he ends up jumping in through the window of this diner and then they do the thing that i fucking hate where the character manages to get their handcuffed hands from behind their back up to the front but I'll forgive it you just rotate your shoulders fully in their sockets dude you just do a rigs you fucking pop your shoulder out and mm-hmm. rigs alright extremist chick she follows him into the diner we got a cool little uh, fight here he manages to get her kind of on her back. He's kind of choking her with the handcuffs. Yeah. She starts to heat up. This actually breaks yeah, the handcuffs. So he's got his hands free. He kicks over some oil, some other grease and stuff. So now that oh. she... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uses... Yeah, she gets all oiled up and shit. <laughs> Keep going, dude. Heat from the handcuffs sets this thing off. Place starts to go up in flames. <laughs> he throws dog tags into the microwave. He starts shooting ropes. Breaks the <laughs> gas pipe off. Manages to get Whoa. out just in time as this thing explodes. Blows up. She ends up on the fucking power lines like drug dealers do with an old pair of Air Force Ones. Mm-hmm. But our other Killian badass goon, he shows up. He melts a fucking leg of a water tower brings this thing right down on top of Tony Harley shows up goon grabs Harley little back and forth between Tony and Harley hey remember when I told you about bullying he pulls out that little thing flash 
Goon's blinded for a second. Harley takes off. Turns out Tony still had like a repulsor thing on his hand. Good for one shot. Blows this thing, this guy out. They get away. Would you guys want extremists? No. I don't want anything that's in this movie. Oh, I want the suit. I want an Iron Man suit. That'd be cool as hell. Nah. <laughs> Instantly boil water. Just ramen noodle, baby. Melt through the fucking seat of your car when you get road rage. No. Just well, put just put the pot on while you're chopping up the dry ingredients. Melt your toilet when you're trying to fucking quickly blast out a turd. A log. Probably just liquefy all your own shit, though. Yeah, you probably wouldn't even shit anymore. Oh, you, you just melt the turd and then it just drips out? <laughs> yeah. You definitely better be scabbing your butthole. That's what we call a 360, y'all. Well, it singes your ass cheeks and then they, oh, you, oh, okay. You just they stick just form you over. just stick your thumb up there. I guess you don't even need to stick your thumb up there. You just focus your energy on sealing your butthole. Mm-hmm. I think we're on to something. You'd never have any body hair either. Come now, Kron, you know you like that. I still would. Yeah, how else are you going to make your armor? (laughs) I need that hair, dude. All right, before we go on break, Tony does order the kid go back to the garage, guard the suit. Tony grabs the uh, goon's Audi, and he takes off. The Mandarin, he's back on the airwaves, and... The president is in Air Force or is on Air Force One, but this time the Mandarin, he's got a guy at fucking gunpoint, and he tells the president, Hey, my phone number is in your phone. If you don't call me in 30 seconds, I'm gonna kill this fucking dude. Nobody wants the president to call. President's like, it's the right thing to do. He makes the call. Mandarin, I'm not calling. <laughs> yeah. Mandarin shoots this fucking no. dude anyway. Tell him no. <laughs> Nothing can save you. And the president orders Iron Patriot to start striking. And guys, pee break. All right, well, driving this stolen Audi, Tony notices that the, the file that he got from Chad Davis's, I think it was Chad Davis's mother, what he initially thought was a, a tag that said MIA it actually says AIM. It's just fucking backwards, dude. What the hell? It's as clever as, as dead heats A equals one. Now, when he figures this out, what we also didn't talk about was AIM is responsible for the Iron Patriot rebranding. This thing think tank uh it, it, it tested well is what don Cheadle said so now i like war machine better i think war machine is a cooler name but it's also very aggressive it's a I mean, suit Iron that kills Patriot people is not it's a suit that, it's a suit to protect god damn it you could name it 
sunshine rainbow, it's still going to kill people. The whole I, the whole Iron Patriot thing was trying to capitalize, like connect it to the iron aspect of it, and then make it American. Well, that's what we do. Yeah. We're not eating French fries anymore. They're freedom fries. When you Thomas Jefferson still... brought back the French fry from France. You still yell that at your kids every time you go to McDonald's, right, Dave? Oh, that's how I order it. I say I'd like a six-piece chicken nugget Happy Meal. Extra freedom fries. In Amsterdam, they dip the French fry in the mayo. I think that's just Europe. Mandalorian. It's not bad. You know, you throw a little bit of mayo in with your ketchup. You whip that baby up. Throw some fucking pepper. Some Creole seasoning in there. That's not a bad dip. Mm Mm-hmm. Crown, what are you dipping your fries in these days? Uh, you like a sriracha nothing. ketchup? I was trying to think of something funny. I got nothing. Oh no! I was going to say this I is serious. Spread that, this isn't a I fucking that, joke. I put that spread that Bones <laughs> describes uh, in between layers of lasagna, though. He's like, that'd be pretty good, actually. <laughs> noodle, uh, ketchup and mayo mixture, then more noodles. Have you noticed that ketchup is getting out of hand? Like sauces? What, what are you talking I, about? Have you ever went, go to the it, store and it's look. It's on the table of every restaurant I go to. No, no I'm talking about at the grocery store. You get like ketchup and mayo together now. You got ranch and ketchup together. It's like it's not what, what I wanted on? when I said paint the town red. I told you this once before. I am a total communist for grocery stores. Let's give me three choices. That's all I need. What I dislike is when a, a hipstery restaurant does a like boutique ketchup. They're like, it's always worse. It's our house made apricot ketchup. It's like, all right, do you have Heinz? Nope. Mm -hmm. We've got this house made apricot ketchup. How's it ketchup? If it's made out of apricots. Okay, here we go. Let's, uh, we're just opening ourselves up to fucking, we could just check it. Wikipedia entry. Does ketchup imply tomato or is it just a method of mashed Something with. I think I've ketchup. Always, been, I think ketchup is like base tomato, right? Yeah, that's what I've always thought. Okay, unless... I, but could it just when does apricot ketchup mean that they add apricots with the tomato? Was it? I I would assume. Okay, yeah, I would take that as a tomato base with apricot flavoring. I was being a smartass and saying, "How is it ketchup?" If it's just apricot. Who eats apricot anyway? I can see like a jam, but that's about it. Yeah, and somebody was like, I bet this would fucking go good on a hickory burger with a bunch Mm -hmm. of rendered duck fat 
and a crispy Kaiser roll that rips the shit out of your mouth worse than Crapton Crapton Crunch. It's twenty seven dollars, and the fries aren't included. <laughs> They're smoked. Fries. You're you are fucking spot on, Cron. Do you want fries? Yes, I want fries. Okay. Would you, Would you like it's me to refill your nine dollar IPA? It's a different eleven dollars. It's an extra line item. Yep. Oh, it comes with spinach salad. Do you also want that and fries, or do you want fries instead? No, I want a burger and a spinach salad. That's why I came here. I want to eat a burger and then a side with a fork. The whole point of the French fry is I'm to hell with utensils. I want a burger and then just the toppings for the burger in a separate container. (laughs) I'm not going to put them on the burger. I'm going to eat them separately. That'd be $384. God, I wish I could just go to McDonald's. I know nothing says I can't, but. This is America, dude. You can do whatever you want. You can do Burger King, right? They got a. They got the impossible offer. Yeah, I tried to do it few and far between because I know that they still cook it on the. They reheat it on the same thing. So. I mean, I can't imagine. Did you do Hardee's? I've never done the Hardee's all burger. Red Red Robin. Red Robin will have the the impossible. Red Robin was the last restaurant that Sam and I went to before lockdown. And we were even like, is is this the place? Like, we know we're going to be, like, not going to restaurants. And I was like, I really want a fucking burger, though. And they got unlimited fries. Get those fat fries, too. Thanks, Red Robin. I love, for a, I love a fat fry, but you got to have the right seasoning and texture. If you're if you're fat and you gotta fucking, mm, you know what I mean. I got a fat yeah. one. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was gonna go a whole episode. No, you knew that big cock peacocking was coming out. Mm-hmm. Tony Wood. Bi- all right, peacock, Iron Peacock, Peacock, Quran. Iron Patriot. You don't have to wear those stupid hats if you got a huge dong, dude. You have a hat on right now that says, I have a huge dong. Yeah, well, that's just to put the message out there. How are they going to know? You got to wear pants. I thought the whole point was, like, big dick energy was, you don't put it out there. No, There's you got to put it out there. Nah, I think... I think word of mouth is better, you know. <laughs> Big dicks aren't in right now, though. We're running in different circles. Twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, chin vibrators. That's what's in right now. Bust your teeth up. Yes. I'm not even gonna ask. My beard doesn't grow right anymore because I've been wearing my chin vibrator. You got like a natural mutton chop? Yeah. (laughs) 
All right. So the Iron Patriot, he's running around the Middle East trying to track down the the Mandarin. Did I have I said Mandalorian, or did you just say it as a joke? Because now I'm conscious. <laughs> I haven't even noticed. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> did, did I say Mandalorian? You said Mandalorian earlier. I thought you were. You did that purposely. <laughs> nah, that was a dumbass. <laughs> that was a dumbass laundry Dan right there. Okay. Well, Tony calls Fun, Iron Patriot. Funny, and he's like, I think there's something going on. I need to get access into some databases there. What's your fucking password? And there's a there's a fun little throwaway joke. Tony manages to sneak into a local TV van. They're there doing some coverage of the fucking giant explosion and water tower collapse. He sneaks into this TV van, starts dicking around, and the TV camera guy comes in and it's Adam Pally, and God damn it, he loves Tony Stark. This is great. He's got a Tony Stark tattoo, and his whole vibe is emulating him. Because of this, he's able to tell the guy, like, get up on the fucking roof and give me some more juice. Yeah, he's got the same he, uh, chin vibrator beard yeah. that Stark has. I need some more Ram K so I can break into this database. He starts watching all these fucking videos of AIM testing extremists. We see our, our hot chick from earlier. We see Killian through different stages of, of bad hair. Just progressively finding his new look, which is kind of cool. That helps you know that you know time has passed. Mm-hmm. And we see that one of these extremist tests goes bad, and one of the test subjects fucking pops. Um, I remember uh, reading and hearing around the time that Iron Man 3 came out that this was kind of a take on disabled veterans or amputees and kind of the, there was a lot of discussion about, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like fake limbs like prosthetics? W- prosthetics that's the word i couldn't fucking think of it but the the enhancement that some of those prosthetics are able to deliver like the you know these spring legged prosthetics that make actually make these dudes run faster and is there something to uh what the technology would be able to to do so this movie like largely implies that most of the ex- uh, extremist test subjects are disabled veterans is it that way in the comic too, Dan? Yeah, they're mainly all vets. And okay. I don't think all of them have missing limbs. Okay. So with this, we now know what the bomb is, or at least Tony knows what the bomb is. It was a fucking spontaneous combustion. There was no bomb. At least it tastes so disgusting. And his theory is Killian developed this and sold it to the Mandarin. Iron Patriot, he is continuing to search for the Mandarin, but he gets grabbed by an extremist pretending to be like a seamstress at like a sweatshop. Maya and Pepper, they're hiding out in this hotel. Maya is kind of explaining to Pepper, listen, a lot of technological advances have, have 
made their way because of the military. And I forget the scientist's name, but the guy who helped develop the V2 rocket wanted to go to space. He wanted to send a rocket to space and his technology was used. That's his name. Fucking, I can't. Now's not the time. No prosthetics. Now is not the time. Can't remember Oppenheimer. Can't remember nothing. But while they're having a little heart to heart, Killian fucking busts into this hotel room, takes Pepper by the throat, and then we find out that Maya's been working with Killian the whole fucking time. And Maya tries to plead the case. I need Stark. He's the only guy that I can think of that could potentially fix this. Yeah, he kind of, like, he wrote the little thing on the back of her card, right? That got her to, like, wherever she is now. Yeah, in in 15 minutes of looking at her research, he managed Mm -hmm. to jump her ahead with one little equation like fucking crazy. So Jarvis is trying to come back online. The suit's not charging. But what Jarvis is able to do is he's looking through all of that AIM footage running it against the Mandarin footage, trying to pin down, can we get an idea of where the fucking Mandarin signal is coming from? We're going to start there. They key it into Miami. Stark has another panic attack because the suit isn't charging, and the kid brings up a good point. You're fucking Iron Man, dude. What can you do? If you're not just going to breathe, why don't you just build something? This brings him out of it, man. First and foremost, this dude's a mechanic. Classic hardware prep scene, baby. Love it. It is. Cool sequence of him making some new little toys. He's got like a cool nail gun, a taser. It's Christmas time, so he makes some grenades out of some Christmas ornaments. Got like a like a glove that looks like it has the heating element for a toaster on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yours look like. Yeah. Does that have a calendar on it as well, Kron? Yeah, dude, it's fucked up. <laughs> Can't do shit at your house. No. Power goes out. You've got fucking two hours of work ahead of you. So with with his new armaments and the location of the compound. And the toaster's on a Gregorian calendar. This <laughs> is crazy, dude. Tony fucking, he manages to sneak his way in at first, and then he's got to fight. He uses all his cool little toys, his taser, his little bombs, his nail gun. And as he starts to get further and further in, he starts to realize, like, there, this is a little bit more production value. This feels like a back lot. This feels like behind a stage play. And inside, he, he sees two chicks laying in a bed, kind of threatens them, and then right. he... Where's the Mandarin? What are you talking about? He hides real quick when a door opens. Ben Kingsley has been playing our Mandarin the entire time, and he comes out of the bathroom having dropped a fucking bomb, and he's talking like some bloody fucking trashy Brit. What the hell? Oi. I would not go in there for 20 minutes. Spraying some fucking Febreze. Girls are grossed out. Tony holds him at gunpoint, starts interrogating him. And what do we find out? This ain't no real Mandarin. This dude's just a fucking actor. He's a fucking joke for the 
seven-year-olds in the in the audience, right? What's that? The poop joke? Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. I think it's a great juxtaposition of what you've seen of him so far. I think that's the best joke that's ever been featured on Five Day Reynolds. I'm not saying it's not funny. It's just... It's like a kids' movie joke. I I guarantee you, the hardcore Iron Man fans were not fucking laughing when they saw this because they made a mockery of the sacred Mandarin. Anyway, he starts to interrogate him. He finds out this dude was a junkie actor who's. I think most of the hardcore Marvel fans missed it because they were busy shitting during this part of the movie <laughs> in the bathroom. Kron, this movie made over a billion. They were not shitting. Which means they, they had a, well, it's because they went they, back. They took they yeah. took so many shits. They have to go back, watch it in they pieces. Had, they had seven corn dogs for breakfast, dude. They're not doing so hot. They're mini corn dogs, Kron. That's a decent breakfast. What are you talking about? Yeah. Do you? I don't know. If you use apricot ketchup, I think that <laughs> makes it pretty boutique. Mm-hmm. I can't afford apricot ketchup. It's an artisan corn dog at that point. Artisan's the better word. Boutique implies you're buying a jar of apricot ketchup that has like that weird like wax papery top. Mm-hmm. And they tie it with the twine. Yeah. And they charge you $48. Save your time and take two bucks off the fucking price tag. Just give me a jar with a screw-on lid. I'll just go to the store. Maybe I'll where get... I can find jelly with mayo. Yeah, maybe I'll get jelly some, with ketchup. Some apricot preserves and see if I can whip those up with some cheap store-brought uh, ketchup. And re-bottle it and sell it. Yeah. Watch him become a millionaire because of this. All right, he finds out this dude was a uh, failed British actor that they pulled off the streets. He got in trouble for doing hand jobs and shit. And nice. Well, it was just a whole ruse. They needed somebody to pretend to take the fall for all of these accidental explosions, and it was great. They gave me, they gave me girls. They made, they gave me more drugs. They gave me a fucking boat. So, did he actually shoot that accountant? I don't think so. Nah. They never like go back and show you an alternate angle though, where he's like, or someone off screen shoots him. I remember like the previews pushed him a lot. Like, oh, it's a big deal. Mandarin is a. I, I feel like the Mandarin is more of a Doctor Strange villain, and that yeah. that could be somebody else, but. Okay. There's one I just totally forgot there was movies for. <laughs> so Tony's not digging uh his real name's Trevor, by the way. Uh, Trevor Slattery has been Kingsley's character's name. He's not buying his shit, and our main goon shows up, knocks out Tony. Wake up, Tony's strapped to like a flipped over bed frame. And Maya is there. We're actually in her lab. She's given a speech about how she almost has extremists stabilized. And she pulls out 
the name tag that Crom brought up that has his little fucking formula pulled out of pulled out of his ass the night after they banged. January 1, 2000. That's an easy day to remember. I blew Tony Stark and he fixed my extremists. It was worth it. But she needs he him. He didn't fix it, though. He, he got still it. still fucked up. He jumped it ahead a few years. It's yeah. And and now she, he, she needs him to help perfect it. And he's like, no, what the fuck? But who is he? Because he had to go through a life-changing thing to change his whole perspective. Right? Sins of the past here. Killian slimes in. God damn, is is Guy Pierce fucking magnetic as shit in this? And a little back and forth. Killian's giving his supervillain speech. And he also reveals that they've got Pepper, and guess what? They already gave her a fucking extremist. And they show her they show video fucking footage. And it you get to see Gwyneth Paltrow's goop abs looking all oh, lean. Hell, dude. Yeah, literally. She's like burning yeah. up. I goop during this scene. Is she attractive? It's a weird one, man. It's like angle dependent. I guess I kind of know, but I don't know if I'd kick her out of bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. (laughs) So... Maya, you know I'm dying to figure out what her vagina smells like. (laughs) (laughs) Smells like the slopes, dude. Keep keep an eye out on your mailbox. Like apricot ketchup. The artisanal variety. Like watermelon sugar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maya immediately has a change of heart. She does not want anything to happen to Tony, and she threatens to kill herself if Killian doesn't chill out. And Killian just shoots him, shoots her himself. Fuck it. He goes to where they've got Iron Patriot all locked up. They're trying to cut Rhodey out of the suit, who will not give it up. And Killian just superheats the suit to the point where Rhodey's got to jump out. Don Cheadle looks fucking great coming out of that suit, throwing some punches and shit. But he eventually has to fucking calm down because Killian can breathe fucking fire, dude. Why not? Hardcore. Extremists. Yeah, man. Tony is trying to call the suit. He's hoping that it's charged enough. He keeps doing his little hand gesture trying to get the fucking suit to show up. The two goons that are watching him, they're talking shit, and he's trying to count down. Five, four, three, two, one. Nothing. Five, four, three, two, nothing. Finally, two pieces show up. One gauntlet, one boot. They're offset, but it's just enough for him to fucking get out of here. He gets an Uzi at one point, and he's kind of flying around, shooting dudes, repulsor blast, doing what he can. He gets out. He meets up with Rowdy. And... Oh, and then they go back to the the Mandarin and he is, he has even, all right, Dan is sending us a link to goop. This smells like my vagina. 
Does it though? I'd want to. I'd want to A B him to to really know. Do you see the pink? Like, yeah, look at those abs. I'm looking. So the actual name of the candle is called "This Smells Like My Vagina." Vagina. Vagina. My pajamas. <laughs> smells like my vagina. So it's a candle and a roll-on. Well, now, yeah, the candle, and then there's a perf- perfume. Okay, yeah. So the roll-on, that's great, because you could put that roll-on, like, in your armpits, and you could service mm-hmm. two other dudes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Sure. Armpits, put a couple on your palms. Yeah. Now you're up to four dudes. The folds of your knee. Trevor could still be out on the street making his drugs. He wouldn't have to be the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. All right. While they're interrogating the Mandarin, he basically does, I, I calling him the Mandarin. He's like, I don't know anything, but I do know that it might involve the president. And I do know that it might involve like a big boat on the coast, but that's it. That's all I know. Yeah. Convenient enough amount of information to relay yeah. <laughs> at this point in the movie. So they, they are on Trevor's boat that he was gifted for being the Mandarin. And they call the vice president, Miguel Ferreira. And they say, sir, we uh, we think there's a plot to kidnap the president. And the vice, vice president's like, dude, it's Christmas dinner. I'm about to eat honey-baked ham. And the president is on Air Force One with the Iron Patriot. It's the best line of the movie. <laughs> Mr. Stark, I'm about to eat honey glazed ham. Do you think that's a Shane Black line? Yeah, okay. 100%. And they're like, no, the president is not with the Iron Patriot because Rhodey's right here. And they're like, oh, shit. So they're going to go after the president in Air Force One. They think something is up. But what we also see is a little young Jenny Ortega, or Jenna Ortega, as Miguel Ferreira's uh, daughter, and she happens to be disabled. Uh-oh. On Air Force One, the Iron Patriot, or not the Iron Patriot, is going, going around. Firestarter Part 3. He's fucking taking out Secret Service goons. Locks half of them up the backside of the plane and kidnaps the president. Tony shows up. Iron Man and this main goon fight. So at this point, when Tony gets there, the goon is not in the Iron Patriot suit anymore. What the hell's going on? He does have the captain's hat on, which looks kind of funny. He's just like in his goon clothes with a parachute on and the captain's hat. He's like, I, I wish I was Sully. Now. Can't wait to land this plane in the Hudson. Hell yeah, dude. Iron Man shows up. They fight. This time, he's not letting him fucking get out of here. He blasts him through the chest with a like, chest repulsor blast. Get up from that, you son of a bitch. But during this fight, the goon blew out a portion of the plane. And like 13 people got sucked out of it. This is a legit awesome action scene. Iron Man has to go after the people. I didn't like this part at all. What? When he's like, be a barrel of monkeys and shit. He saved all those lives, Uh, Trump. Yeah. 
You're just one of these. You want to be these, just fallen, free these, fallen. These government petty? people. These are probably G13s and above. I'd rather die than, you know, be wrapped up in a Marvel storyline. <laughs> How mainstream? Fuck it. I think that should be your letterbox I, for every Marvel. I'm not giving Disney the fucking the joy of saving me. Oh, why isn't this on Paramount? It's a Paramount movie. This was the last one. Okay. Why is it not on Paramount? I think it, they bought it it's just for a, like 118 million. Yeah, just a that's probably idiots. just a distribution thing. Um All right. We'll try to explain this. So these people get sucked out of the plane. Iron Man goes after him. He asks, how many are there? 13. How many can I carry? Four. So. Doesn't what, matter. He's going to carry them all anyway. No, he. It's a soft landing, Kron. It's a soft water landing. Just like Sully would have done. Mm-hmm. He saved 13 souls. Well, Sully, Sully saved like. That's what I was getting to, pool, yeah. Dude. He saved 130 souls. We're going to fucking cover Sully. No, we're, we're not. We're going to cover Sully in the same series that we cover... Uh, cruising? Cruising. Yeah, okay, I'll do Sully. That's a 40-minute episode. So what Iron Man does is he goes around and he collects said people slowly but what he does is he shoots a little electric current through them which locks them up so they all grip each other and he obviously can't lift but what he can do is slow them down and takes them more of like a nice soft angle and just sort of slowly drops them into the Florida waters and these people are fucking excited to live. They're hooting and hollering. They fucking made it, man. And then the uh, Iron Man suit gets fucking blasted by a semi-truck. Torn to shreds. All the individual pieces. But then we cut. Hey, remember? Tony can control this thing wirelessly. Via Wi-Fi, baby. Yep. So he's in the boat. It's time to go after Pepper. And he tells Jarvis to activate the house party protocol because by this point the rubble at the house has been cleared enough that the uh, basement can be opened up and we see something fly out i'm just gonna wing it here i'm not even looking at my notes anymore so we're at the pier we got this giant tanker truck truck trucker boat tanker boat a tanker truck boat boat i'm gonna go back to the notes Anyway, the president is in the Iron Patriot or Patriot suit, and he is strung out. What sound like Laundry Dan? Jesus. Yeah, my episodes have been too good. I'm trying to fuck them up a little bit, just out of. Um, I had flavor, not fuck ups. Sure. <laughs> you know what else has flavor? <laughs> Or so, no. you started laughing before I even said it, because you knew. Because I knew. You know, baby. We're simpatico. You're the war machine to my Iron Man. I prefer Iron Patriot. Wow. 
the president is in the Iron Patriot suit. He is strong. My pronoun is Iron Patriot. He is lifted up on top of this tanker, and Killian's plan is to blow this motherfucker up on TV, and he's in cahoots with the goddamn vice president because he's going to make the vice president president, and then the new president will be a puppet of AIM, and Killian's going to be new head honcho supervillain of the world. That's the big big bad plan of this. Is that the end game? Control the president? Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Why doesn't he just like rule? He can fucking breathe fire out of his face. Yeah, but he knows real powers behind the scenes, man. All right. You don't want to be the face of it. Our heroes show up. They don't have powers. The government. They don't have suits yet, so they got to infiltrate this boat. Luckily, when a bunch of extremist goons come at them, the house party is on. We got like forty fucking Iron Man suits fighting these dudes off on this tanker. We're just gonna blast through this. So, uh, Iron Patriot he manages to uh, get to the president gets him free and because it's his fucking job he gets the suit back he takes the president they fucking bolt the president looks so stupid in that suit when they show like his face and the little <laughs> the metal thing it's not sized for him it's sized for Don I, Cheadle I guess he looks like a dipshit <laughs> was that your note Kron? that's just what I observed when I watched the movie dude <laughs> He All looks right. the way a 70-year-old man in a superhero <laughs> costume would look. I, I love when Bones picks something along these lines, because I would just love to see your reaction when you watch the movies. All right. In all this fucking chaos, Tony goes after Pepper and her abs, of course. Her ab. She's got more than one. Is that your thing? You think it just feels like one big ab to you? I just don't Okay. find her attractive. They go back and forth, and <laughs> Killian gets to drop on Tony at one point, and he drops Pepper, and she falls into a bunch of fire. You're like, oh, God, she's fucking dead. Do you think when she hit the fire, the... Scent of her vagina wafted through the air. It did. They're like, oh, that's what it smells like. It kind of calmed everybody down. Miami had never been hornier. And it's already a horny town. Phil Collins wrote, I can feel it coming in the air tonight about the goop tanker explosion. Mm -hmm. I think that should be the new tagline. Welcome to Miami, horny town. I just booked a ticket, dude. But Pepper isn't dead, guys. Don't worry. She's fucking... She survives it. Killian and Tony, they fight. Bones, I'm going to level with you. I never thought anyone in this movie was going to (laughs) die. 
Why not? Because it's a PG thirteen Marvel movie, part I of a giant franchise. For any any named character's life in this thing. <laughs> so the cool thing here with this is Tony is kind of bouncing suit to suit. He's able to kind of jump between them. You do get uh, there's a cool like uh, suit called the Igor, which is like a big, hefty, strong suit that at one point like supports a bunch of things from collapsing and I think he calls one like red snapper and a bunch of shit so he's jumping around hopping suit to suit trying to uh fight off killian and junior and guy pierce named all of them like one night oh really yeah yeah they they stayed up all night in a hotel room with vince mcmahon and <laughs> came up with 42 Iron Man names. He doesn't do drugs anymore. But Killian is so strong, he's able to like burn through, cut through most of these. Finally, Pepper knocks Killian out. She's there. She's looking all hardcore and tough. She's burning from the inside. She throws uh, Killian out of the way, and there's a whole fucking thing about like, one of the missiles falls out of the thing and she kicks the missile at him and then throws the thing and it blows up and Killian finally fucking dies. And it's basically the end of the big giant anticlimactic climax of any typical Marvel movie starting him at this point. But we get a pretty cool ending here where uh, in, I say cool, sorry, I'm super distracted by my adorable dog that I'm now looking at when I decided to not look at the notes. He's like doing the kind of thing because he's a a little cold because I turn the heater off whenever we record so the fan's not blowing. Oh, I feel so bad for him. Put a blanket on that Can I pet that dog? Put a couple blankets on him, dude. Okay, I'll be back. Phil. Bones is moving across the room. I bet as soon as he puts that blanket on it, the dog's going to get up. <laughs> Just gets up. Yeah. Gets Shouts up. on the floor. Wants to go outside. No, don't do that. Dan, do you love all these Marvel movies? Uh, he wasn't loving the blanket. <laughs> he kind of gave me a side eye. Dan, do you love these Marvel movies? I had my headphones on the whole time. This is they're not they're not terrible, I guess. I don't know. This is the bummer with most of them, is that you get to the third act and it all just it's always kind of the same. Right? Like, I will I will say this was my like I've had enough. Cause I didn't go see Iron Man 3 in like the theater. I didn't see the next Avengers. So I did Avengers and I was like, all right. But eventually I've went back and seen them all. But you did Endgame at least? Yeah, I I did. I don't know. I might have one that I missed maybe, before, but I've done Endgame. An Infinity War and all that. I'd have to go back and see. Okay. Well, Pepper... Penny Smasher does every single one of them. Good for him. 
Guy's living his best life. Alive. Pepper's nervous to be touched by Tony. She's like, I'll hurt you. And he's like, now nah, you're fine. Unless you're fucking, uh, you know, raging. You're good. And he's going to fix her, right? Because he can fix extremists. He's the only guy who can. He basically created it. What he does is he then activates the clean yeah, slate just, protocol. Just draw the formula backwards and... Mm-hmm. And that's how... Undone it. Mm-hmm. It, you'll poop out extremists in the morning. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Scab your butthole back up. Roll on some goop. Everybody gets that plan B extremist pill. The clean slate protocol has all of these uh, suits. The Senate outlawed that, Dan. So <laughs> hope you're in a liberal state now. Um, VP and Trevor, they get arrested. Tony gets pepper uh, sorted out. Tony finally gets his chest shrapnel removed, which means he can then remove the electromagnet. He says, oh, that's the best sleep I had in years. Uh And as we established, none of that stuff does anything anymore, so it doesn't matter. Uh, We see Happy wake up, and he's watching his Downton Abbey. And the sweetest thing of the whole movie, the kid shows up to his garage, and what do you know? He's he's fucking decked out. He's got a brand new car. He's got cool arms, like, you know, mechanical lab arms, all sorts of shit. He hooked him up for, for helping him out. On the cliffs outside of his old house, Tony throws the old chest reactor out into the sea. And if you stay for the after credits... Well, uh, the If you sit through the 11-minute-long credits... They are brutal. The end of this they movie. are brutal. And Disney Plus is an awful interface. It it doesn't have like a times two, times three. You have to hold the button down to fast forward. And what you can do on the Apple is you can, you know, do the voice control and say skip five minutes, skip five minutes. And that's kind of annoying. But uh Yes, in the post credit scene it is revealed that this voiceover from the entire movie is Tony. Telling the story of this movie to one Bruce Banner who has fallen asleep. That was it. Iron Man 3, 2013, directed by Shane Black. Kind of a dumpy ending credit scene to sit through all that. <laughs> Isn't most of the time they're well, like, oh, we got to look out for, you know, Lizard or something. Set up the next villain, you know. You are not putting a good resume together to get Lizard scooped up by Marvel. Yeah, she won a Grammy yet? <laughs> no, she got in trouble for like having her background dancers. Uh, I don't know. She, look at an asshole she, or something. She play like a flute or something, yeah. and people got all mad. I she, think they got mad at her for a few different she, things. <laughs> Iron Dan. Gentlemen, upon further research, the budget for this movie was $200 million. Too much? They bumped it because the Avengers did so well. It was supposed to be like $140 million. Uh, As we've covered multiple times, this is over a billion dollars, and Bones guarantees a download for every dollar made off of this movie. So... We're going big time. 
released May 3rd of 2013 at the cinema that week. You could catch nothing, really. The Iceman, uh, The Great Gatsby, would open the next week. So it didn't really open to any competition at all. What the fuck is The Iceman? It's the the serial killer. He used to kill people for the mob. Oh, okay. They did a movie. Am I thinking of the snowman? Shannon. Am I mixing that up with the the snowman? Is that the one with um like the Who Did It thriller? Yeah, with the killer. Like so terrible, like nobody wouldn't watch it. Yeah, I think that was one of those where they they were like, "Oh, we're gonna launch a franchise," and then everybody hated the first one so bad that they. I hear the book was all right, but yeah, they fucked it all up. We should watch it for the pod. It has a chance, I guess. The first cut of this movie was three hours and 15 minutes long, Kron. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I'm surprised Marvel didn't just say, yeah, let's go. Uh, the character of the U.S. President Ellis is named after Warren Ellis, who did uh, the comic Extremis. Shane Black and Christmas. This whole movie set Christmas time. Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang were also set during Christmas time. Shane Black did not direct Last Action Hero from 1993, but he did help write it, so that counts as well. Filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina, under the under the name Caged Heat. Not uh, like a Shane- women in prison movie. Yeah. Shane Black described this movie as a Tom Clancy thriller. Nice way to focus. try to defend or pretend that you don't know Anderson that movie. Caged that could be one on the pod, too. I mean, and there are like a whole genre of stretches of it. <laughs> <laughs> While doing your stretches. Yeah. Shane Black described this movie as a Tom Clancy thriller with the focus on real-world type villains and not two men in iron suits fighting each other. This made a billion, over a billion dollars. And to date, this is the highest grossing movie in the Philippines of all time. Bigger than Action USA? (laughs) It opened in the Philippines, that's for sure. Bigger than Strangelands? Yeah, it's the highest grossing film in the Philippines. I think in the U.S. this is like the 13th highest grossing movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we like Avatar. But that's all I got, gentlemen. Cool. Rate my box. Well, let's knock this out. Um, you both locked me in at a four. Dan, I'm going to give you a three. Kron at 2.5. Uh, Dan, I'm going to give you a 2.5. Kron, I'm going a 2 for you. Go ahead, Kron. All right, guys. Uh, Marvel's Iron Man 3. I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't connect with these Marvel movies. I mean, I'm clearly 
very clearly in the minority here. They're a huge blockbuster, you know, tentpole franchise, like every one of these things. I feel like has a guaranteed dollar amount that they're going to make at this point. Um, so all Marvel really needs to do is get the budget under that number and their guaranteed money. To me, these things are all like, you know, they just wash over me. I forget that I've seen them as soon as I've turned the movie off. Uh, I do feel like, for the most part, the directing and writing is set up, like, ahead of time. They've already got, you know, all the shots selected. That it, well, not the shots, but the general story plot is already kind of filled in. And then they bring in these directors and these actors, and they're like, you get to be creative, but, you know, only only about 20% of the time. Uh, I do think a lot of the people in this, people that I like, Robert Downey Jr., Don Cheadle, uh, I feel like they are kind of giving a 5 out of 10. They're not really investing a lot in this. I think if you want to see a good execution of Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. together, just watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, the budget for that was $15 million, and it grossed 15.8. So clearly people do not care very much about, uh, you know, creative, full cloth, created IP. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, Marvel is a juggernaut. They're going to make money. To me, these movies are a little bit the equivalent of saying, I like the music on the radio. Uh, it's just kind of the mainstream, you know, it is just the thing that exists. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this. It's a movie that costs a lot. It looks good. I don't hate the directing. I don't hate the people in it, but it is just kind of a phoned in effort at the end of the day. I'm giving this a 2.0 generously all right gentlemen there are peaks and valleys when you come to marvel movies and i think this is uh one of the peaks it's one of the better of the other i mean you could do a lot worse i'll say that um I think they do a good job with Tony Stark here. I wish they would play it a little darker because he does have addiction problems. And I do like, I'll give him credit. They'd like to lean towards the PTSD of New York, which works for what they're trying to do cinematically. But he does have a hardcore alcohol problem. If you do read any of the comics, um, and that works here, like I said, for what they're trying to do. I do prefer my Shane Black in the rated R area, I think. Like I said, it's cool that they got him for this, but yeah, I mean, you could see him on it a little bit, but yeah, I wish there was more. I, yeah, like I said, this isn't, this isn't bad. I'm, I think I'm right with Letterbox at a 3.0. Like I said, you could do worse. It's, I mean, Bones knew he's throwing me into Iron Man. It's not the worst thing that could happen. 
So yeah, 3.0 for me. I think it's it's decent, you know, especially for a Marvel movie. Well, I think it's an interesting topic to discuss of where you put this movie amongst Marvel movies and where you put it against all movies. Now, is it fair to judge it that way? I think it is. I think it's 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 fair both ways because uh, Marvel is almost its own genre. We're up to, what, 30-something movies by this point, right? And that's just under that... Uh, the contained MCU, you know, you've got the Fox properties and which are now Disney. You've got uh, Deadpool probably bringing that over. You've got uh, the, the DC side. You've got stuff from the nineties, like spawn, like, you know, the superhero genre is its own genre. So maybe there's a third argument there. You know, where does this fit amongst the MCU? Where does this fit amongst comic book movies? And where does this fit against movies as a whole, if we start just in as the Marvel movies, I think this is one of the top five Marvel movies. I think to take that character and take him out of the suit and do what you can with that and focus on, I am Iron Man. The suit is not Iron Man. It is me. And Dan, like you brought up, instead of doing the addiction, we instead get uh, insomnia and PTSD, and I think the movie does a really great job doing that, especially threading the needle of trying to keep humor top of mind. That's what Robert Downey Jr. is really strong at, and I th- I think they do a really great job in balancing that, whereas if you take something a little later, like Thor Love and Thunder, which thematically cannot figure out whether or not it's going to be this super dark movie or a light, crisp, funny uh, Taika movie, and it's an absolute failure of it. Kron, I'm going to disagree. I think everybody is real top of game here. I don't think it's a phone-in. I think this is right at at the peak of him just absolutely loving playing Iron Man. But also he was getting paid a shit ton of fucking money. So maybe he's just really good at faking it and making it seem like it. But I'm buying it that he sold and, and wanting to do this. I think he's excellent in the panic attack moments. He's excellent at knowing what a joke can be thrown off and. I think he's really good in the action. It's really in, it's really great to see him just with a gauntlet and a boot. Um, I think Guy Pierce is fun. Gwyneth Paltrow is kind of annoying, but she still works. John Favreau is happy. Hogan is hysterical. Now put this up against. We're going to keep going. This is gonna, we're going to be here for a while. So if we put this up against all superhero movies. Again, I think it's really strong. Why? Because it is it is different. Some of the best superhero movies are when you say, we're going to take this genre and we're going to put a superhero in that, right? Dark Knight, let's do Heat, let's do a crime fucking epic, and let's throw Batman and the Joker in that, right? Those really work. This is a, a Shane Black action comedy with Iron Man, 
Now, you could say uh, it's only 20% of a Shane Black movie, but if we're looking at superhero movies as, as a whole, I think this one stands out as really, really being different. Movies as a whole. I think this is a really good movie that you could watch without having to watch the totality of the MCU. It does help to know that he's dealing with the traumatic events of what happened in the Avengers. But once you start from there, they're not throwing any other characters that you need to know for four movies from now. They do kind of keep it relatively contained. I think the action is fun. I think the VFX still hold up. I think the performances are good. I would watch a three hour and 15 cut of this. I really would. I think it's a four star movie. So that, that lines us up with the average 3.0, I'm guessing. Yeah. It would be a three. All right, guys. Iron Man 3 would have an average score from the three of us of 3.0. This would end up at number 64 on the big list. This would currently be right below Body Parts and right above Brain Dead. I feel fairly confident that I'm not going to pick a Marvel movie anytime soon his next pick is going to be a Marvel movie probably well we'll see Kron are you unveiling a new category tonight yeah why not all right Ooh. well Dan let's do this Dan why don't you uh you do your thing and then we'll do uh fuck eat kill afterwards as always please follow the show on Instagram threads and letterboxed. If you are on Apple and Spotify, please hit that subscribe and rate and review the show. It helps us bring the show to more people. And if you really want to fuck with us, there is a link on every episode that is dropped every Wednesday to the discord to five day rental discord. That's where you can find us. You can chat with us, you can insult us, and you can just uh, have us make your day. And if you're mean to us and you, or you say something shitty, just know that in our own private text message, we're kind of insulting you. So we're not going to do it out on the Discord, but there's, there's often like a, what the fuck did so-and-so mean by this? Mm-hmm. So just be conscious of that. Be nice. Yeah, we talk about all of you behind your backs. <laughs> it's exhausting. Dan, bad for your health. That's not healthy. Pretty interesting category. The spectrum of selections here. Yeah. It was your category. Would you like to go first or last? Fuck, eat, kill. I think I'm going to go last. Let all me right. hear it. Let me hear it, Karan. All right. Uh, for that's not healthy... I think I would be, let's see, I think eat is the top of this chain now. I'm going to eat swallow. I mean, it's right there. 
you kind of gotta swallow all of its uh, sharp corners and see how they go down. I'm gonna fuck brain damage. And I'm gonna kill Iron Man 3. <laughs> I don't know if it's a surprise to any of you, no, but... not at all. There you have it. I'm gonna kill brain damage. Only because I gotta. You gotta kill one of them. The question is, like you said, eating swallow, it's right there. But also, her eating stuff is kind of the problem. I feel like I'm rubbing it in her face. I think think I'm gonna fuck swallow and eat Iron Man 3. Because I obviously rated Swallow higher, but I'd I'd get a big bulk of nutrition, but I feel like I could live on Iron Man 3 for longer. I could sustain. So, Iron Dan. I'm going to eat Swallow. I'm killing brain damage. I'm gonna marry. Are we marrying? No, you, Iron you Man gotta fuck. 3? Our fucking Iron Man three. There we go. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Another category down. Another year down. By the time you're getting this, like we said, coming up on New Year's Eve. Um, I know some of you out there. You know, you have like personal lives, and you'll go out and, and party. And I can't imagine doing that anymore sounds miserable but we hope you have a safe and healthy holiday if you drink don't drive if you bone wrap it up or don't charge charge up your your vibrators you don't have to wrap it up what if you're buried you should still wrap it up on new year's what if uh one of the partners has had an operation Well, it's like well, kind of operation, like a vasectomy or a tubes tied. Dude, you got your tubes tied? I got my tubes tied. Yeah, I'm. I have not shit for two weeks well, now. Cron, you said that you <laughs> tied your dick in a knot because it actually shortens your dick. Mm-hmm. Makes and it a ladies, little bit more manageable. I mean, some of them are into that. It's like an hey, extra bump in the middle there. Uh, big thanks to our guest Jill coming on for Swallow. Please check out uh, The Stylist and Black Mold, which is out on Tubi. Oh, hell yeah. I think it's time. Let's just end. And we'll come back for an after showers. Cron will, will reveal the next category, but it will be after Phantasm 3 next week, starting the year off right. All right. Well... For uh, Iron Dan and Karan Howard, I have been Bones. This is Iron Man 3, Five Day Rentals, Crash and Burn. Crash and Burn. Honey, glazed ham.
All right, welcome back everybody to the Five Day Rentals podcast. Uh, this is the after shower segment. I wish you guys had not gotten extremists in the shower. You feeling a little hot there, huh? The water got too hot. Someone exploded. Melted the scab right out of my butthole. Mm-hmm. Worked hard on that. Guys, it's time for a new category. We are done with That's Not Healthy. Put that in the rear view. Leave that in 2023. We will, of course, before we start this next category, be watching Phantasm 3 for the box set. But after that, it's time. Time to start a new category. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of down to like three categories that I really think could all work. Uh, one of you, just give me a number, one through three. Two. All right. Dan says two. We are going with... In honor of a character that made his first appearance in season two. The name of this category is... Pete Kidman. Your movie must feature an actor or an actress with the first name Pete or the last name Kidman. And guys, for my selection, I've got a film. This features an actor named Peter Shureko playing the character Texas Jack Vermillion, maybe one of the most important characters in this film, because we're watching Tombstone from 1993, directed by George P. Cosmatos. It's time. It's time, boys. <laughs> we're ripping off the Band-Aid. We're going to watch Tombstone. Neither one of you could get this on to the season one. I didn't try. Well, you should have. It was in that it was in that sweet spot of movies Dan should pick. No. Not when you two straight up quoted 18 lines from it between the two of you. That's when you know, I was like, like I'm playing cards with my brother's kid. <laughs> I'm not touching tombstone. <laughs> Well, we're about to touch Tombstone. It's going to be a five-hour episode. <laughs> this is a great movie, guys. Fucking uh, now, I've never rated this five stars ever, but this might be the rare, <laughs> rare opportunity. <laughs> Here we go again to sneak a five star on. I'm not saying I will. Doesn't learn. He doesn't learn anything, does he? What? I've never rated he, it five. You, but you didn't even have to say anything. I've never rated it five. He's the one that brought it up. All right, just cut that out of the episode. No, I'm le- I don't cut, cut anything out of after shower. Cut. Oh, that's not true. I did cut fifteen minutes of off pod conversation from last week's after showers. What's it like making your categories? It's just, it's nonsense. 
It's a let me look at the cast list of Tombstone. This episode's already too long, so and already Pete's definitely asleep, so he won't pop he'll in show right up. now. But uh, I promise he'll show up at least once during the <laughs> Pete Kidman category. Until then, uh, Tombstone and Burn. Hell's coming with me. I can be your huckleberry. That's probably wrong. It's pretty close. I'll be your huckleberry. That's just my game. Or I'm your huckleberry. Now I'm confused. I'm your huckleberry. I have two guns. Well, it would be a daisy if you do. Down by the river, walking on water. What the hell are you doing all this for, Doc? Karan, where is this available at? Wyatt Earp is my friend. Hell, I I got got lots lots of friends. friends. I don't. I don't. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. My Plex, I'll put it in the Google Drive. We'll just say quotes through the entire episode. Billy Zane's coming back. Kurt Russell's coming back. Kilmer. We got Val Kilmer finally. You're welcome. What do you mean, finally? Do we have him? Do we have him on something else? Batman fucking forever? Oh, shit. Good Jesus. I haven't talked about that. Billy Bob Thornton. Coming back. Bill Paxton. Powers Booth. Bye. Well, bye. My pronoun is Iron Patriot.